And we're back. Salt of the Street podcast. Who's this? Episode 7? Saturday, March 31st? 107 in the p.m. Episode 7. This is more on time. We were a little bit early last week. We talked about it. That it yeah. was like 12.30 or some shit. We are like, ooh. Oh, yeah. We hit this one early. Yeah, well, anyways. We God damn welcome it, back, Penny. everyone. That's, uh, God damn it. that's the podcast show dog, Penny, playing with her bone in the Dude, background. She's got a... It's a well, horn from a water that. buffalo, <laughs> is what it is. Yeah. And it's because we don't like to buy her shit that has a bunch of preservatives and stuff on it. So what she eats is like... The ingredient on that is water buffalo horn. <laughs> like they cut it off and they got all the stuff out and they gave it to my dog and like she's got a bone over there the, the ingredient pig femur like, <laughs> yes that's yeah. what she needs that's all natural that the antlers that say you know deer antler i'm like all right simple enough word so before we uh before <laughs> we get into like the uh the week and what we've been up to and all that good stuff oh yeah i think uh we should re- officially recognize that. <laughs> yeah, the- I'm so sorry. <laughs> Talking I'm the whole really time. I'm not like you're not even fucking here. See, this is so great. I make my own dog food. So. <laughs> <laughs> I get the limited ingredient thing all the time. <laughs> so, as you can all tell now, we are not alone in this room. There is a third person here this time. And it's not either of our wives no. or my dog. <laughs> the first ever official guest of the Salt of the Street podcast. Welcome. Introduce yourself, please. I'm not really sure what you want me to say to introduce myself. What's oh, your okay. name? But yeah, what's your, what, my what name is Morgan. You? Morgan. <laughs> okay. She's pretty good at fantasy football. And yeah, yeah. we're not going to delve too much into that because I feel like Don will get a little... Sports comes at the end. So we'll we'll close on (laughs) on a down note. Absolutely. We can trash talk each other then. (laughs) We've uh, mentioned like the league and stuff from last year yeah i think that we brought it up excuse me just the fact that we i do a league i'm the commissioner of the commission yeah uh of a league with some of my friends and my wife my mom also was in it um and it was 14 teams last year it was a 560 dollar pot at the end which was pretty nice that's um substantial and i did not win Nope. And neither did Morgan. So let's yeah, put that okay, out there. But it's let's true. remember Morgan came in third place. Yeah. And what place did you come oh, in? Oh, I don't oh. I lost in the first round of the playoffs for sure. <laughs> yeah. I so think it, you might have beat me in the first round of the playoffs. I've been <laughs> pretty <laughs> sure. Yeah. It was fourteen uh, teams was tough last year. It that was, was it was impressively yeah. tough. It like, was a challenge. I've never given that much of my life. To fantasy football every week. Yeah. I was watching freaking, what is it, on ESPN? They do that Saturday morning football talk or whatever, fantasy, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I was watching before the games, morning, yeah. before fantasy the games. football live. Man, and uh, both my quarterbacks got hurt. I had Mariota and Wentz. Luckily, Clinch picked up Nick Foles and Word. took it all the way. But all the way. And Almost, I don't, I don't all wanna, the way to third place. I don't want to like derail, derail this conversation. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll you're, you're right. Yeah. We'll save it. Some you're right. We'll you're, right. you're right. You're right. I just Sports think it would be awesome because that I would like to have that conversation, and I think that'll go for a while. Yes. Maybe we'll start I'm sports so a little earlier. No, you're My right. Bad. I don't want to. I was really excited. That. But I think before we uh, really get into things, uh, before we let uh, Morgs, Miss Morgs, aka the Ginger Ninja, really dive mm. into why she's here, yes. we'll. Uh, just want to say, you know, like a big uh, shout out to all the people who've been listening. Uh, all last week, we had a, uh, we finally dropped on uh, Apple 
on uh, the iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and, uh, Stitcher, now we're like everywhere. Apps so you can it. find us now pretty much anywhere you get podcasts, which was kind of a it was a milestone I think for us. It felt pretty good. That was crazy. Yeah, but now that we're out there, uh, all you listeners out there, uh, it's. It would it would be amazing to the show if you were able to go out and give us a review on iTunes. You know, really throws us up in the rankings. Really, uh, lets more people get access to what we're trying to do here. Helps people recognize kind of the importance of what we're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, Stitcher, not just iTunes. Oh, yeah. Any wherever Stitcher. you're listening to this, yeah, you should like it and say something about it. Add Word. it to your library. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can su- subscribe I know, also. I'm in my own queue. It's and cool. then you don't have to worry <laughs> about it. Yeah, it'll just come out. It will tell you, mm-hmm. you know, that, yeah. hey, this is going to drop. Off you got the thing earlier today. It said, hey, Salt of the Streets is going to drop later. Yeah. So don't don't worry about it. That was pretty cool. <laughs> That's exactly what the Apple notification said. Was, hey, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. Yeah, don't Handled. worry about it. I got you. Handled. I know where it's at. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, so absolutely. Like you said, that was that was amazing. It was on a personal note, just having listened to podcasts for so long and so many, right? Because, like you know, damn near nine hours a day of podcasts. For, I used to live that lifestyle. For three years now, because I hit three years last yeah, week. So. I missed that. <clears throat> so that's, that's a lot of podcasts. So it was almost emotional to see my own back of my head and back of Colin's head and my dog. Um like up on salt of the streets and see yeah. the little the little things that like i ride underneath there and that was yeah that was wild doug yeah. that was hella wild it's like when i look at the list of like the shows in my queue it's like i got uh commentary i got uh you know joe rogan he's like oh oh there there i am okay salt of the streets. next <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool yeah but uh yeah that being said uh just a big shout out to everybody that's that's listening. Thank everybody. you, everybody. Everybody that's been supporting us. Was, Good listens last week. Yeah, all the people that followed. All the, I mean, like you said, even oh, yeah. just people listened. Numbers were that's, crazy. Yeah, that was good. That was good support. I like to see that shit. And uh, yeah, let me. Ju- I'll step down off my soapbox now, mm-hmm. and off we can we can get into it. So yeah, usually uh, we start off uh, with just like what we've been doing last week, what we've been up to. So we'll start off with our our special guest, Miss Morgs. What'd you get up to last week? Anything fun and exciting? I mean, man, I sat in traffic for 90 minutes every morning. No bigs. Yeah. Trying to get to work. Yeah, because you live over on the, uh, near that Seattle the side. The side, yeah. You want to get in a little bit a little bit closer for me? Sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> it's a learning curve. It, took, it, it takes time to... <laughs> this microphone, I'm not used to it. Um, but no, I worked all week last week. We were getting like this huge influx of clients and trying to add some new kiddos. I'm a childhood therapist, work on behavior. Um, so just trying to get out there and help those kiddos. Very nice. <laughs> Admirable. Valiant. Valiant. And, you know, we'll uh, we'll get into it a little later, but you, uh, you also uh, happen to go to an event last saturday mm-hmm. while we were recording last week's episode mm-hmm. and so we'll get into that a little later talk about that event and you know it's aftermath and what's that happened since then life-changing you know? event i think yeah pretty important stuff what about you there big donovan oh man well we like you said we got all the shit up on like apple Podcasts and stuff like that yeah so that was pretty lit 
We did the descents this week. Um, man, oh, I got a new book from my grandma. So Uh-oh. I so I stopped. I was reading that JFK book that Doug, it was like almost 500 pages and yeah. it was just dense and like hell information it was just hard to really taking me a long book, time to yeah. get through. Yeah. Um, and and I'm like a I'm a pretty fast reader, but it just was a lot of information. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so I my grandma asked me if I would stop to read a book that she wanted to give me that I I I couldn't tell you what the name of it is. It's on my coffee table, um, but it is about a guy. <clears throat> excuse me. It's a white book. If you can see it, that's what it's called. You're the best. I'm go um, real quick. Yeah, it's it's somewhere. Well, uh, it might be on the couch, or if you can't find it, that's all right. Because I don't see it. Yeah. But what's yes, it about? it's called We Die Alone. We so die it is alone. about, yeah. Sorry. Nice. So it's about some Norwegian expats, okay. right? During World War II. Okay. So when Germany invades Norway, they're pushed out and they go to the UK. So this group of like, I think it's twenty dudes that are on a boat. They get sent on a mission to go back to Norway. During the German occupation to like start a revolution there, right? Penny, you're killing me. Um, and so when they get there, they are almost immediately found by the Germans. Mm-hmm. Their ship is sunk and only one dude is left alive or not captured, right? So he's, he's running through these, this chain of Norwegian islands in the middle of March. For running from the Germans, you know, that's great. Uh, yeah, by himself with he's got he's got like a semi-automatic pistol and one boot on, and half his big toe is gone. And yeah, what is wow? It's it's wild as fuck. Yeah, that's and so this dope. guy's alive because he lives to write this book. But David um, Horror, Horror. Um, it's about a guy named Jan something. Um, but that's the guy. because okay. Dan whatever interviewed the guy to write the book. So Jan whatever his name is. Um, that's awesome. I love this type of stuff, man. Yeah, it was pretty wild. It's right up my alley. And I'm not—I don't think I brought it today. Like a quarter of the way through it, Um, but it's already fucking pretty lit. Yeah. So, yeah, he like—it's because a lot of it is about the help that he gets from the Norwegian people that are there. You know what I'm saying? Because there's no way that he can make that through that by himself. You know, Um, and so he comes up at least thus far on two different like Norwegian families that are willing to to go against German occupation, to go against the Nazis and help this guy because they know that that's what's right. You know, he's wearing a Norwegian naval uniform. Like, they can see plainly that he's not a Nazi. So, it's I think that that's part of the really, mm-hmm. one of the really telling things about it, you know, is yeah. the... And, Almost like a World War II versions of the, the Underground Railroad. Yeah, Getting yeah. people through. And they'll even know. tell them, you know, like, these are other people that once you leave here, you can go and see. And yeah. avoid this guy. Avoid this guy. Don't go here because there's a fucking Nazi that lives there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, that's... And they know exactly what will happen. If And he tells them as soon as he gets, the Germans are after me. Like, there are, there are boats coming by and they're looking for me. You know, you're good. Just wait. Chill here. We'll handle you. And you move on from here and go to this guy. And then, yeah. Yeah. It's cool pretty story. Well. Very cool. Well, that's dope. I'm excited. Yeah. I hope you enjoy it. I got to know all about it. Yeah, no, this one should be pretty quick. It's only like 200 pages, so yeah. I should be able to be, yeah. Oh, was, and it's it's uh basically, I mean, I know it's the 31st today, but for all intents and purposes, it's April yes. when this comes out. So I get uh, some new Audible audiobook credits. I oh. might have to pick it up. It's My grandma said it was really good. She 
she read it and then gave it to somebody else who lives in her retirement community mm-hmm. and then asked it's good enough that she asked me to stop what I was reading to read this. It's also from the library, so she wants to return it on time. But <laughs> um, but she also said it's really good. So if my and my grandma she'll read a book in about a day. So if she's telling me the book is good, yeah. it's it's actually good. That's where my mom is. She fires through books. So it's, jealous. It's absurd. She's got stacks in her in her apartment of just books that she, yeah. She's got a lady that comes from the library every week and brings her books mm-hmm. and picks up her other stack. So she's reading at least five or six books in a week. It's, yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. And Morg, you know all about, you're pretty into books too, aren't you? For the most part, you read a lot of good stuff. Yeah. I like to when I'm not yeah. going to school. But. I mean, you're the one that really <laughs> turned me onto the whole Harry Potter world. Oh, man. Ooh, Harry Potter. Yeah. Harry Potter, all about it. Good you stuff. guys can't see it, but I have a Harry Potter tattoo and everything. Like, Harry Potter is a way of life. Yeah. <laughs> My best friend has a Harry Potter tattoo. It's the Deathly Hollows, yeah. and on the outside of it, it says, I solemnly swear that I'm up to no That's good. No good. Yeah. I just have the classic Harry Potter glasses and scar. <clears throat> That's nice, My first tattoo ever. That's awesome. But, Yeah. I've I read like, a lot. <laughs> I've like thought about that, getting a tattoo from like like a symbol in a book. But I don't know if I'm like It's a bold able choice. To do that. It's a you bold know? choice. It was an easy choice for me because Harry Potter got me through a lot of rough times in my life and it was yeah. kind of my escape from yeah, like, all the some nasty real going meaning on. Behind that. Yeah. And so it's always kind of been my vice. And so mm-hmm. it made a whole lot of sense for it to be. Permanently, yeah, on yeah my it definitely body. makes sense. Because <laughs> I mean, I could I wonder if I could do that. Like the series that I'm really it's like my all-time favorite series of all time. Not that like I want to like sit here and talk about like book talk for a long time, but <laughs> it's I don't know, it's fun. I like to do it. I think people should talk about books or read. Read both. Both. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. But yeah, my favorite one, like I, there's some real deep uh, symbolism in it. It's real emphasis, you know, it emphasizes a lot on symbolism and, and the class system and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's the Red Rising series for oh, that's anybody that's wondering. Yeah. You, it's like my, my favorite. favorite. You've right? talked about that. Shay, yeah. did Shout she, out to Pierce Brown, or, the author. You also had, uh, had one of our homeboys read that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had the, the audio books are amazing. And yeah. I also like read the books too. Yeah. And they're, yeah, it's just all good. There's so hell good. of books, right? There's three, four now. Oh, okay. What series yeah. is it that you listen to that has like hell of fucking books to it? Uh, Am well, I making shit up? No, there was one that I I was listening to that that same guy had kind of turned me onto. Yeah, but uh, I didn't. I got like a few books in, and then it got. I was like just done with it for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, some of them are like. I think that one they had like I don't know ten. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of books. Jordan wrote a series called the Demonata series mm. by a guy named Darren Sean, who also wrote some other stuff. Um, but there's like like 12 books to that, I think. Yeah. And oh man, she wrecked him. Because she started <laughs> reading those in the at the new year. And she's already wow. read two other books since she finished. Like. <sighs> She yeah, that's a lot. Them. Those are good. <laughs> yeah, she loves them. She read them before. She said they're really um, gruesome. They're obviously about like demons and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and like really old cultures and like. And she's not really into like mm-hmm. fantasy stuff, but she fucking loves those. Yeah. She's really into like horror and stuff, and so yeah. there's a lot of really mm-hmm. dark, like <clears throat> I don't know, 
I'm never, I don't, I've never read them, so I'm not good at describing it, obviously, but Jordan has talked to me a lot about it. She fucking loves those books. Or, well, I guess, uh, yeah, just to finish this off so we can jump into it. Uh, my week, I didn't really, you know, I work, work. And then work, I also, work. uh, spent some time, uh, spent a lot of time this week working on that special report that we dropped. Yeah. Which has to do with the, the next, actually, the topic I think we just want to jump into after this. But, uh, yeah, just this week was, like, really concentrated on, like, side work like this. Just a lot of time. It was nice. Felt felt very productive. Yeah. But also feel like I need to chill out a minute. <laughs> just show the fuck yeah. up, man. Take a breather. But talking about that, last Saturday, it's been officially one week since the... Uh, the Seattle March, March for, for Our, Our Lives. Lives event. And the special report on Friday was just a little article I wrote. I tried to write reflecting, you know, kind of what was going on. And then uh, my little opinion on... It was kind of like an op-ed, mm-hmm. really. It was like an opinion piece that I wrote. I, yeah. You know, uh, which I understand is not very well written, but, you know, we're working on it. No, it was good. It was great. There was a lot of... <clears throat> A lot of um, emotion in there for sure. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that's, I think you can't underestimate the amount of emotion that is involved in this. Especially in this movement. Yeah. Yes. Especially this one. Yeah. And, you know, and then there's also a ton of controversy that goes with it. You know, we've seen a lot of people, I don't know, flirting on the line of trying to engage these ideas. Um, you know, like the the whole gun control debate on this level. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people end up kind of going more insulting, you know, and then now we're kind of talking about whether or not like this, what's okay, you know? And so that's a whole nother side of it. But at the same time, there's, yeah, this whole like hardcore emotional side to it that it brings so many people to the table. So many different people, you know, it's kind of a cool thing to watch because if you step back and just get away from the issue, you just see this really strange mix of people now coming together against something that, you know, I guess previously people had stereotyped as like the anti-gun, you know, super hippies. But now it's like, there's a lot of people talking about this stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting, but we... You know, the pictures that were in that article came from, you know, my on-the-ground source, mm-hmm. uh, which happens to be, you know, the person that's sitting next to us here. Undisclosed until today. Yeah. And just, yeah, we wanted to, you know, part of the reason. It was a secret know, for like a week. Yeah. Not that, like, there's not more interesting things about you, but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, that more or less is why you're here today. But this is, to is what of, we care about. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. To kind of talk about... I do the dirty work of walking up and down Cap Hill. (laughs) Well, yeah, because that's a real real thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many people that are sitting there talking about this issue actually went out and, like, even if you weren't involved, like, wanted to be in the march or whatever, like, did you go check it out? Did you pay attention to it personally? And I (laughs) didn't. No, I remember... I remember sitting... I was sitting on my couch with my laptop just doing all my my pre-show download you know every saturday morning as soon as i get up it's coffee you know a throw together breakfast real quick and i'm just 
I'm researching, I'm going through show notes and trying to know what I'm talking about the next day. And, and then uh, I'm just seeing all this news keep just feeding in about it. And I was like, this is a huge thing. You know, it's everywhere. And uh, I was like, I just, man, I, I wish I was there. And I was like, wait a minute. I know somebody yeah. that is going to be there. We I talked know about somebody. You being there. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what we did. And so I was like, I was sitting there before the show and I was like, oh my God, I wonder if I can get like a journalist on the ground to bring me back like the story. Well, and it's so funny because your Juicy text tidbits. to me came through right as I was walking on the ferry boat to go over there. Oh, and the I was boat. like, this almost seems so like kind of meant to be because, you know, I'm in my t-shirt that says hashtag enough and, you know, I'm this side of the water I'm received a little bit differently than I am on the east side of the water. Yeah. yeah. Different communities. Different community, different viewpoint, absolutely. Yeah. And um it was it was just kind of like this whole come together moment where like, oh man, are you going over there? I'm like, dude, I'm on the boat right now. <laughs> <laughs> like super psyched. But yeah, that was cool. Yeah, because I mean that aside, just a quick a quick aside from that. Uh, that's something that we want to do more of, I think, on the podcast is have more this whole you know, having you come in to talk about something mm-hmm. you know that you know is very specific to you yeah that we think is kind of a, a cool topic to talk about like we want to do more of those types of guests and stuff and have you know more just general guests on the podcast just to, you know because that's what we're really trying to do is like further this conversation you know get more people involved in talking about the issues that you know, I think the way they should be talked about, you know, and it's kind of cool to, to have other viewpoints in the conversation as well. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so just to, cause we released the article and, you know, there are some quotes from you and kind of your perspective in there, but just a little bit, cause it's, you know, it's kind of hard for me to try to figure out how to throw all that stuff together. So there's so much more to like what you experience. I mean, just like tell us a little bit about yeah what it felt like and you know mm-hmm. what kind of the thoughts that were running through your mind like did you overhear any cool you know conversations that people were talking about i don't know you know what was it like yeah i mean before i even got to the march it was fascinating how difficult it was to find parking <laughs> and i didn't i mean and i think this was probably just me being naive but i didn't realize or understand how many people were actually going to show up to this. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was, you know, the forecast in Seattle, you never really know what you're going to get. And so all these people are out here. It snowed. Like, what was it? Thursday before the March or whatever. Yeah. So we didn't even know kind of what was going to happen, but just the fact that there were so many people. And to be honest, like when I got to Cal Anderson park and saw just the sheer amount of diversity and the amount of kids, I was, like crying instantly because it was so just, it was so moving just to see the amount of kids and the fact that two high school girls from Ballard and Tahoma high organized this massive event Mm -hmm. of thousands of people and really made a statement and showed like a high school kid can be an activist, can be professional, can really know their stuff and bring together huge groups of people. It was really kind of encouraging and motivating. What do you, if you had to put a percentage on it, 
kids to adults. But I mean, honestly, I would say 50-50. There were... And and when I say kids, I don't mean it was just high school kids. There were kids being pulled in wagons. I saw a Mm -hmm. three-year-old who had drawn a picture on a sign and was holding it up in her wagon, you know, and her parents were pulling her. And there were kids on dad's shoulders and mom's shoulders. And there was a grandmother with her granddaughter walking. Yeah. And we walked with them for most of the march. And it was just so impressive that I swear every adult had a kid with them. And so we were talking about last week that one of the reasons that we felt like this, the idea for the march could be so prevalent, right, um, is because there wasn't really like an, we theorized that there wasn't really like an overreaching political ideal other than just no more people being killed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that that is true? Or did you feel like there was like a, there was certainly a political lean on, on where you were at? I definitely feel like there's a political lean. And I'm going to say that because of the speeches that occurred before and after. Um, And it was really impressive because these kids knew what they were talking about. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's frustrated me over the course of this entire movement is a lot of the conversation I've heard is, you know, how can we take what these kids are saying seriously? How can we understand what they're trying to say they're just high school kids they're just doing what's popular and from what i heard and what i experienced these kids were very passionate and had very clear ideas of what they wanted changed and how they wanted to make that happen Mm -hmm. yeah well i think there's definitely a difference between kids like that right that are organizing marches and kids that we know for a fact participating in school walkouts because that's what the fuck is going on, right. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think that maybe that's part of where our, that comes from, you know, is that I, because no, I don't think that people going to a march, those people, like we said, we're here talking about it, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But yeah. people that are actually going out to a march are on a activating and trying to do shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Kids that all they have to do is walk out of their school for 10 minutes is they like get to walk out of their school for 10 minutes you know yeah that's a different deal and i'm not saying all over the country was like that because i don't think that's true but mm-hmm. i think that certainly in a lot of schools there was a lot of kids that were like well oh for real that's what's going done. on that day Dude, so that's what done. i'm going to be doing you know well, what i'm saying yeah and, and so I've, it's hard to tell there yeah. especially but yeah but i don't think that the kids at the march you know what i'm saying the kids that it took time out of the day like you said on a saturday, <laughs> on a saturday. to go to a bigger city because unless you live in Seattle or some or a large city like that, you know, there may have been one in Bremerton, but it's nobody yeah. fucking talked about it, you know? No, you got to so, go out of your way like an hour. Right. More. So if you're going to go to a bigger you city, travel. you're putting time in. <laughs> 90. If you're, Solid 90 minutes. If you're not, not of, you know, if you're not like in probably 15 or 16, you're bringing your parents with you, you know? So your yeah. parents are also taking time out of their day. And mm-hmm. they may or may not give a shit, you know? And if your parents are super pro-gun and they don't want to go to fucking seattle to go to a goddamn gun rally because they know you know they yeah. know quote unquote what it's going to be like yeah then yeah yeah no i think and, that that's and then even then yeah i still think though like when you look at what was being talked about because mm-hmm. just not taking a stance on the on the topic itself and just stepping back and looking like at like a, objectively who's showing up to this what right. are they saying and on an individual <clears throat> level it is all over the road. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting. I mean, these are people that, 
this is a very it shows that this is a very general topic mm-hmm. and i think that speaks to kind of what a fundamental issue it is yeah because that's because that's the kind of on a on a fundamental level people care about this yeah and so it talks to the bigger issue at hand which is kind of interesting well and we also talked about that if there if there was a political lean on it right that it would I would assume like it did here, depend on where you're at. You know, if you're oh, yeah. in somewhere in Texas, mm-hmm. the March for Our Lives is going to be very different than yeah. the March for Our Lives in Seattle, you know? I kind of wonder, though, because, and again, this is probably my bias with all of it, but I just have so much faith in these kids. And mm-hmm. I really feel like all of these kids have worked hard to establish a narrative that's consistent. Because we've seen a lot of marches in the past um, that have very different messages and aren't consistent. And that becomes, that makes them almost seem like they're not as important or not as influential because nobody really yeah. knows what the goal is. It's like the, the libertarian party. <laughs> nobody really has one steady, nobody knows exactly, I guess the, the target, but we know which direction to shoot. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where everyone's like, I don't know, but it's that way. We we're all trying to go this way. Yeah. Well, and I think what was cool yeah. about the March for Our Lives is that you knew what you were going there for. Mm-hmm. You knew the message. You knew that you were going there to promote gun control and gun reform. Some people might say that means getting rid of all guns. Some people might say we're going to have stricter background checks. But everybody knew that they were going there to yeah. promote gun control and mm-hmm. to end the In violence that yeah. guns have Yeah, the phrase I keep hearing now is, because that's what the ultimate question I was asking was like, what is the message? Because it seems to be so many different ones. And the the main theme I keep coming across is um, anti-gun violence. Mm-hmm. And just quit killing each other with guns. Right. That's, that's the I think, the most general top-down topic. Yeah. Uh, but it, I mean, it's... And it's brought out a lot of different things. There was a, a big thing. Uh, I forget if we talked about it last week or not, but coming out of Chicago, a big move up there because a lot of the the kids in Chicago that you know, because Chicago is like the the murder capital of the the U.S. Yeah, which probably makes it the murder capital of the world. <laughs> but you know, they kind of rose up because says, "Hey, you know, we're going through this too," which just you know, it's not necessarily like at school. Mm-hmm. We're just getting shot on the Everywhere. way to school, yeah. away from school, you know, getting drive-bys. And, you know, Chicago is in, insane right now. Yeah. And so, like... It has been for a while. Yeah, that voice kind of got brought up, too. That was one I kept running across. Yeah. You know, which is a really interesting thing. Because, yeah, that's... Why is that not an issue? Right. Because this is happening every day over there. Right. Not that this shouldn't be important, you know, no. but... Like, why is that not? Yeah, because that's even, that brings up the, it goes all the way back to anti-gun violence. Yeah. You know, which, I mean, it speaks to all the the gun issues, Mm -hmm. really. Well, Bernie Sanders this week had this wonderful interview on Deconstructed. um, (laughs) And... Yes. Yes. I listened to this. It was... Big Bernie supporter. It was really good. I love Bernie, and you guys can take that (laughs) for what it is. But he had this moment in this podcast, in this interview, where he said, we need to redefine what is important in our country. 
And I feel like we're in that moment right now, especially being at March for Our Lives. It was that reoccurring statement of this is what is important right now. And why hasn't it been important in the past? Why Mm. have we accepted this in the past and we're not going to do it anymore? And that was the moment I got to be a part of in Seattle on Saturday was just we're kind of redefining what is important right now. And what do you think that that is if you had to put it into like one statement? What do you think it is that they're saying is important? Through from the March perspective, Mm -hmm. I think that's hard because I don't even know if I can put it into one. Well, and that's so right. And that's what I'm saying. So I'm just like, just this is so this is like, you know, if just following that same, if you had mm -hmm. to finish, if you had to complete Bernie's sentence of we need to redefine what's important in our country and the March is saying that it's this. What do you think that that is? I think the March was saying stricter gun control. Yeah. I feel like we have a lot of things in place right now that have the potential to be great they're just not followed through on, mm-hmm. on various different levels. Um, and I think these kids know that. And I think they have great ideas as to how to make that change and what to add in to make sure that the wrong people aren't obtaining firearms. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of want to hit on that really hard because a lot of people have said to me, my fiance as one of them <laughs> is just like it always burns <laughs> when it's closer doesn't it yeah. it does but we have great conversations bless his heart he balances me out so well um but he brings to my attention like we have a second amendment right for a reason <clears throat> and it's not he goes i'm not going to go participate in this march because i don't think guns should be taken away yeah and I didn't participate in the march because I think guns should be taken away. I participated in the march because I believe in the narrative and I believe in creating stronger background checks, mental health evaluations, whatever it may be, raising the age to 21. I believe in doing something, absolutely, because right now it's not working and we need Mm -hmm. to save our kids. And I think that doing something, you know, as general as that is, I think is something that that's that's something that people can get on board with you know that's the same idea with i think with uh like border control you Mm -hmm. know like Mm -hmm. not everybody can get on board of the wall but everybody can get on board with doing something to make it look better and do a better job you know because because it's a disaster shit's illegal for a reason you know what i'm saying yeah but i think that that's i think that that is good that's Mm -hmm. a good thing for people to draw from it is the idea is to just do something you know and i think that's also like you said the beauty of the diversity there is that it's it's not all about doing the same thing, but to fucking do something. Yeah. You know, somebody has got to do something. And I think on one level, and I, I mean, take it for what it is, but like I feel like some states are trying to really, you know, exercise their states' rights with some of these things. Like in Florida, for instance, we saw the law go down that yeah, you know, that it, it affected. You know, I don't remember off the top of my head all the stuff it did, but it was a, a pretty big effect um, in Florida that affected gun laws and how you got guns and when you could, when you couldn't, mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and but I like to see that strictly on like a, uh, especially when it comes to just one state doing it. Yeah, it's like a mini experiment now. Okay, mm-hmm. you guys did this, and it it doesn't affect everyone. So let's watch that. And let's see, see what, what happens. happens. You know, I hope there's a lot of studies that started the day the law passed. Because I want mm-hmm. I want numbers, you know, ultimately. I want to know 
what's, if anything's changing and then what's changing. Maybe we can look at why. Yeah. And then, you know, just try to draw some, some hard statistics from it. Mm-hmm. Give us a, a clear path forward. See what does and doesn't work. I, I mean, that's strictly, yeah, I think that's the way I try to look at it. Yeah. With stuff like that. But I mean, there's some states I think that are, are kind of trying to do stuff, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And I think that is a step in the right direction in my mind. But I and don't know if I kind of piggyback yeah. off of that. Um, I think it's possible again, bringing it back to the March is specifically with the gun control movement, because there were so many people involved in that March that I can tell <laughs> just by what their sign said that we have very different political views, but here we are together in this one place working towards that same something. Yeah. The picture of that hunter. uh, Yeah. That got me. I was like, that dude's in the camo Mm -hmm. and he's at this gun mark because he's got something, you know, he's, he wants to do too. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, how many hunters are there out there that are thinking this? How many other ones? What do you guys, what do you guys think? And we haven't really heard a whole lot from the hunting crowd about this. Well, and I even, I had a cool moment with a Seattle police officer because, you know, not to take away from everything that the kids have organized and that they're out there on their Saturday, but these wonderful police officers are out there too, making sure that those who are marching are protected and are safe. And um, And so I went up and like shook the hand of one of the officers and thanked him for being there. And he had this moment with me of like, he said to me, thank you for caring. And it was really cool because you don't in even the narrative today that you talk about police officers, it's all so negative. And here was this incredible moment. And it was just this incredible moment of, you know, bringing those two worlds together. He was definitely loaded and packing and had all these guns all over him. And here we are protesting the guns that he has, but it was this cool time where you could connect with someone who's very different than you but you're all there for something for real i mean he's out there doing his duty trying to look Mm -hmm. after his people make sure things don't get too crazy yeah Yeah. you know which is good because we've seen a lot of these things go out of you know go way out of hand and seattle can there's a lot of youth in seattle there's there's a lot lot of youth in fucking seattle you know and that it, it, there's something to say. A lot of that. violence and shit yeah. that goes down there. Yeah, for real. People get shot on Rainier Avenue all the goddamn time. All the time. I'm freaking third and Pike, man. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. Right yep. where I walk. Shit happens all the everywhere, dude. Yeah. yeah. Shit's and bad that, out there. That, like, not bad, you know, worse than anywhere, but yeah. well, I mean, like, probably some places, but not the make worst. Your neighborhood a bad neighborhood, exactly. but it just kind of happens yeah. in certain areas. It's shit nuts. just goes down. Weird. Drugs and shit. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a problem, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, drugs are a problem, bro. For sure. Like, I don't have any, I don't want to, I don't have any problems with drugs. I will clarify that right now. But, yeah, I have some very interesting, I think, I'm more on the side of just for background, I guess, I'm more on the side of legalization or decriminalization. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I think. Mm-hmm. There was a background fist, just like oh, a pound, sure. just so everybody knows. That was in, in agreement. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's very, but much like anything, it's very complex. And I already forgot what I was talking about. I'm sorry. No, we were talking about something with the guns, but I totally forgot where we're going. I do that every episode. 
We're talking about the police and okay, yeah. so I'll bring it back. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think another fascinating part of the march was that it was completely started over social media. Oh, and through Facebook, right? Through yeah. Facebook. Is that what you said? <laughs> the Facebook. Yeah. The Facebook. Um, <laughs> and I think that plays a huge role into this too. Is look at how far technology has brought us. Number mm-hmm. one. And then two, the vast amount of people you can reach and you can create this entire massive movement that, let me tell you, was worldwide. So we're going for, right? And yeah, here right we are yeah, we're learning we're about for. it on Facebook. Yeah. Salt to the streets. Make that shit global. That's right. <laughs> and that's something Bernie Sanders <laughs> also talked about was how do you use <laughs> that was it was such a it was a really good interview and i it really was i have to the intercept you, man you need to be i, need to, this I need to be watching the that. intercept is where it's at that's a really good yeah. that guy's from the uk and they in that episode of the intercept Maddie they Hassan. had yeah they had a bunch of clips of him interviewing oh, people yeah. and he's a fucking ooh, he's, ooh, he's, he's a badass. bulldog oh i like, I like it i used yeah. to want to be olivia pope and now i want to be oh yeah he tweeted me the other day I told him that his podcast was fire, and almost immediately he said, "Thanks." Oh, like, yeah. That's all he said. <laughs> Recognition. Like, that's swag, dude. Like I like that. That's great. But that I think funny. that's how Bernie Sanders, when he was running for presidency, he reached the youth through social media. Mm-hmm. That was how his campaign got massive, and he how tweets he got all the time. Yeah, yeah, how he got so many um, donations, and how this grassroots movement totally happened was because of social media. Yeah, and he's. Talked in this interview Wasn't about packs, how that's for sure. Yeah, nope. how he's continued to use social media to reach the younger generation. I mean, if you think it's really him, <laughs> but he's no, 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 all the time. That. But yeah, the that, movement but, that is supporting him, yeah. or they, whatever mm-hmm. his whoever his social media people are, they're are geniuses. I'm sure yeah, that he's awesome. said <laughs> a lot of that stuff yeah. at different times. Exactly. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 I'm sure. Like you know, I remember he said this to me one time. <laughs> it was really it sounded really good up. yeah um but no i just think i think it's cool that the high schoolers and all the kids that became part of this movement continued to perpetuate the social media thing and get mm. it bigger and get the ball rolling and get the message out there because whether we like to admit it or not that's where 95 percent of the population is getting all of their information it's scary and for the kids to understand that grab onto it, latch onto it, and spread their message was brilliant and very tactful. Yeah, and man. for it to work well. Yeah. For sure. That's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different aspects to look at mm-hmm. when it comes to looking at how this movement has been formed and how it's running and how it is how it is being running. You know, I don't know. It just... There's a lot to look at other than what they're saying, too, mm-hmm. which is, I think, fascinating just to study. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting that, like, wh- whatever mechanism is behind them, for some reason, there's a bunch of kids that are in pretty insane public leadership roles right now. And if it's truly supported by, you know, the youth like that, it's really interesting. And it kind of speaks to what that generation is going to be like. You know, are we going to last and, you know, we're going to be the old people. And they're going to be running the country one day. Maybe this is kind of them trying to speak out and mm-hmm. make their impact. You know, because they're, for what it is, I think they're just smarter these days. You know, they're more, I don't want to say smarter generally, but they're they're Passionate. like more tech savvy. They're, 
and they're very ideological mm-hmm. for whatever reason. They they believe very passionately in a lot of things. Yeah. And I don't know what that is, man. I don't know if that's nobody plays outside anymore or <laughs> helicopter parenting. Well, but I don't know. I think part of it is that, and I'm obviously not difference. a fucking scientist or anything, but um, I think part of it is that if you have a Twitter, you can talk as much as you want about anything that you want. Yeah. And nobody can stop you. Because because if you if because if you're savvy with Twitter, then you know that if somebody starts to troll you or talk shit, you can just ignore them and continue on with yeah. what you're saying, and it doesn't matter. So, I mean, if you know that you can sit there and rail for three hours about something at any time, and you do that for fucking ten years, like yeah. you're gonna feel mad strong about whatever you've been talking about because you can just keep talking and talking and talking and be like. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. That's exactly right. And yeah. I think it's that's... like a low impact public speaking. You know? Yeah. It, there's none, you don't get the feeling of like standing up in front of like, <laughs> there's nothing to 50, lose. 50,000 people. <laughs> Everything to gain. Yeah. And it, it's, it's really interesting the variety of thoughts that are coming through that. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then to like take it back to the gun control issue. I mean, just what you say about gun control is. It defines you now, you know, there's something about it, you know, and how you think of that issue kind of sets you on these different teams now. We're, we're like getting a little bit more tribal with around that issue now. Um, it's what it feels like. And then, you mm-hmm. you know, at the march and stuff, too, you see this gathering together of like all these little tribes that have these different messages now. It's like, oh, OK, so we got to take another step back. Is a bigger issue. It affects more people now. There's, there's a bigger statement being made here. Yeah, but it, that's why as soon as I I saw the numbers that were showing up. I mean, in the article I talked about, like I saw people in Japan. Mm-hmm. I saw people in Australia. What was it eight hundred cities or something? Like yeah, that? yeah, over I mean, eight hundred. Yeah, it was global, man. Mm-hmm. People all had something to say about how we, th- you know, what's going on in America. Which was weird. How many other social issues in America, you know, t- attracts a global attention? Mm-hmm. Just f- for whatever the message is. Yeah. What else does that? Maybe like the war issue or something like that. But like, that's what kind of level we're here. You and, know, at, we're at here. And yeah. kids started it. This is all yeah. from our kids, guys. And. I don't know how many times I'm going to emphasize that, but in every conversation I've had outside of, you know, my little bubble, I, we talk about just the fact that kids are the ones that organize this and we need to pay attention to them. Yo, that kid, uh, we had to blur out his face because we're just not comfortable mm-hmm. showing kids' identities and stuff like that on the internet. But um, the kid that, you should have seen his face, man. He's holding that little sign that said he's been in uh, three, camera, lockdowns. three lockdowns in that like this year. And that's not okay. Yeah. And that yeah. Yeah, what? he he was walking in that's front insane. of me for a lot of the march and his just watching his behavior from my work standpoint, the way he carried himself, the way he walked, the way he held his sign, you could tell this kid was pissed off. And he could not have been, I'd say like no older than fourth grade, maybe probably even younger than that. Um, Man, and I couldn't be bothered with anything other than man, my, my Legos on a Saturday yeah. at that age. And he's out there marching. And walking with him and I asked him, you know, hey, can I take a picture of you with your sign? 
And he said, you know, I asked his parents as well. And they were like, absolutely. Um, but a lot of the kids, when I was there and asked them to do that, they smiled and posed with their sign. This kid, that glare and that look, that side glance and the look on his face, it was so powerful. And I got emotional then, too, because I'm like, as amazing as it is that this kid is out here, like you said, on his Saturday, leaving his Legos at home, marching and being an activist at that young of an age, it's also incredibly sad that he has to do that. And to especially to live in a well-developed country that, you know, is a world leader, to have to see that your kids are out there marching for their safety is incredibly sad. Yeah. And I don't want to just to jump in here because it, it sounds like we're really taking one side on this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I just want to say like, there was a, there's a, a lot of people. I don't want to say a lot, but like, I feel like there's a genuinely, genuinely, um, loud voice coming from the opposite Absolutely. side of this thing saying that a lot of these kids that were, going out we're just being dragged out by their parents mm -hmm. the true activists mm -hmm. and like i don't want to just say that like we ignore that absolutely but like i just think that when you look at the numbers and you look at how many of the like because i try to think about what i would do when i was that age mm -hmm. See, there's no i would never be caught dead caring about anything that much when mm -hmm. i was that age i wouldn't there's no way i would do that i do a million things other than that but so that gives me credence that like these kids are probably actually showing up for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, my parents would just leave <clears> me <throat> home if they wanted to go do a march for the day. I, I just, me and my brother would just hang out. I but think that that's, I think that's probably because, well, I think that's probably because we didn't face this problem when we were growing up. Yeah. That's I think what, that if yeah. you did, then there, you probably would have. For but sure. I, you know, I think that that's, that's just another reason. I think difference, like, you can't look at it that way because mm -hmm. I think there's so much more evidence that this is like they're legit. That's why I, I hate when I hear that is you hear a lot of those people coming, you know, it's, it's usually the further right politically that are trying to like just they're trying to talk it down. Mm -hmm. And regardless of your stance on the issue, I, I don't think you should just try to brush it off like it's just, you know, kid drama or something like that. I mean. Mm -hmm. Because but I think I just, what's yeah. cool is that even though they're producing a narrative that's negative toward the movement, they're still producing a narrative about the movement. And that shows you how many people are passionate about this subject. And it shows you that things really could potentially change because of how many people are impacted by it. Yeah. And it's like, it's not even almost at... Like it's at a point where it's not even, it's not necessarily about like what the issue is. It's Absolutely. the amount of people that are involved in it. Mm -hmm. That it's like, we're, well, whatever issue that is, okay, it is important. It's, it just shows the true importance of what it is. And that's that why, talk about. that's why I said that I think that it's probably different. And I didn't look, admittedly, I've been not paying attention to this shit because I don't, yeah, because you, I don't want to fucking read about it. Um, but yeah. I didn't look into, like I said, what the marches look like in, in like Texas and shit. But I would assume that 
like you said, there was a political lean on this one. Yeah. It probably doesn't have the same political lean in the middle of Texas. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I and certainly want to. Different. And that's why we're only talking about this one that's in Seattle. That's the yeah. only one that we can talk about the political lean on because I, I strongly believe that even though there was all these different marches, they didn't all, mm-hmm. they carried the same theme of doing something, but they were all very, 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 very different. different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like that. I think the general global theme was anti-gun violence mm-hmm. yes in america mm-hmm. specifically yes and then and then that always leads to the people on the ground that came out for that different having all different, different stories yeah. to why they're out there which is interesting so it's cool that it's 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 a big picture issue i think mm-hmm. a lot of people have a lot a lot of stuff to say it's it's cool because I love talking about different ideas. Yeah. So I love it when I run into somebody that has like, well, my, you know, answer to gun control, because I feel like everybody's got a different one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that's, it speaks just to the severity of the issue. Yeah. Just not even on general note, but, uh, but yeah, we could probably move on from that. Word. So I got something. What uh, what happened and all that. Well, so I got something for you that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, That remember when I told you that Remington was filing for bankruptcy protection? Yeah. So they finally did right um, on the twenty fifth on Sunday. So like the day after we recorded last time, Mm -hmm. they filed for bankruptcy protection, and I guess a lot of it was because of they had mad lawsuits from parents from Sandy Hook. Oh. Because they make the rifle that was used at Sandy Hook. Wow. And so the family's legal issue. So the families argued, right, that the company had marketed the gun to the public when they knew that it was designed for the military. Hmm. So it's made it all the way up to the Supreme Court. Like it's now at a point so Dude, so, so we could have some legal decisions yes. one way. Yeah, or it's another. reached the Supreme Court. Um yeah, so they they filed for a wrongful death lawsuit against mm-hmm. Remington, and that's what's made it all the way up to yeah. this point. I'm almost plus decree yeah. sales from all this shit that's going on. Yeah, that that kind of put the nail in the coffin for Remington. I think is what it looks like. Yeah, that when that's when, crazy to think about. Yeah, because I think that Sandy Hook. Because I mean, it's it's been on the rise for a while, like school shootings. But I think oh, that yeah. was kind of one of the that first a, like really really big ones. Yeah. Since like since like Columbine, you know that yeah, was a, those were like um, I can't remember how old super they were like young, super first, young. second, third graders, just yeah, super young, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, um, just tragic. And I think that this is really the last thing that I want to like say on the the march, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is that I think that that's what makes the difference between even though all the stuff that I've heard about Chicago this week, especially, has been kids saying like, like why are we not being talked about? You know, yeah. But I think that it's because. The kids have been so active themselves, like you said, that that's like what's making the difference in the media coverage, you know, Mm -hmm. is that where usually they're interviewed for like a couple of days, you know, to just find out what happened and like, you know, this like whatever. It's it's been a couple weeks now. It's been over a month, right? I mean, look at the the major player, David Hogger, Hogger. you know, he is everywhere. Well, and Emma... Uh, Emma Gonzalez, Gonzalez too. Yeah. She's another. I'd say, yeah. I always, for whatever reason, you know, those are definitely the two most popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're out doing a lot of stuff. I'm just, I'm for whatever reason talking about um, all that. Like, not like, like, I mean, um, the morale, eth- ethical implications around it. 
Um, yes. Yeah. Just it's just it's questionable. I don't you know. Draw the you line know, because it's not because I don't think that they know what they're talking about. I just yeah. And see, I've had a problem with that last. I don't week know. Too. You know. Um, maybe it's just because of like personal experience. When I was seventeen, nobody gave a yeah. fuck what I had to say about shit. Or, um, and maybe it's because even now I don't. You know, I swear a lot, and I just present myself the way that I do. And so maybe most regular, quote unquote, conservative adults at that time couldn't have cared any less. So maybe that's yeah. like why I. And it's not that I'm like I don't give a shit because you're seventeen, but I. I don't know. Like it just—it feels almost inappropriate to me for them to be so yeah. prevalent in the media. You know, I think that's the perfect explanation for how it feels for me. I just feel like it's inappropriate to you know, but everybody's also like talking about them, and I'm going, I'm not. I'm like I don't feel okay. And that's why with this. I just don't. Yeah, it's tough. I'm uncomfortable with it. You that's, know, it's I haven't s- listened to the Shapiro show all week <sighs> because of that. Super tough. Where I don't. Did you just raise your hand? Yeah, I do that during the other one too. Oh yeah, yeah. Quick <clears throat> aside. Uh, no, never mind. Never mind. Um, so my Keep question your shit to you. Yourself, <laughs> that's right. Never mind. I just have one quick question for you guys, in the sense that, like, Don, you mentioned earlier that yes, you know, when we were in high school, all three of us collectively, when we were in high school, we in didn't have any issues Time like area. this going on. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't have to worry about someone bringing a gun to school, yada yada. Do you think if we had been in that position, people would have wanted to hear what we had to say? Because that's, I totally agree with what you're saying of like, these kids are 17, you know, they have a lot going on, hormones, whatever. I get it. And from the behavior standpoint, totally get it. But also from the behavior standpoint, do you think your behavior personally would have been different if you had been forced into a situation that these kids are now? Um, I think probably yes. If I, cause we did, we did drills, right? When I was in school, I don't mm-hmm. know if, if you guys did, yeah. um, but we did drills and shit when I was in school, but we never, I don't think actually had like an incident. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We also live in a pretty safe area or at least I, yeah. I, f- I feel like we to, do. The, yeah. the elementary school that I went to is an incredibly safe elementary school, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there was a shooting like at Armanjar, like just when I was just in junior high or high school, uh-huh. that like a kid brought a, a young, young kid brought a gun to school and like shot a girl on accident. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So well, um, this is going to sound terrible, but like, I don't remember the, the name of the school that it happened, but we had a school shooting in the state. Yeah, you know, and it's like ain't that far from here. Yeah, that's and in like Granite that Falls. was yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. But that just speaks to how many there's been. Like I can't keep track of them anymore. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that I yes, I um sorry to get back to the actual question. I do think that I guess it's hard for me to say that, but yeah. because mm-hmm. I think very differently now than I did then. But mm-hmm. I think that if I was afraid to go to school because i thought i was going to get shot and not just get beat up you know mm-hmm. then i probably would have done a little more about it because all i did then was write about it you right. know um and maybe then i would have still wrote about it but maybe i would have gave it to more people mm-hmm. you know or printed it out or something and gave it to people mm-hmm. or um i like nowadays i think that the kids that are acting out now, on facebook um or the people that are doing things like what we're doing now you mm-hmm. know i think that these people would have done the same thing had they been provided the same 
opportunity, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. at, at an earlier time, yeah. you know? Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. I think that the people that were equipped to do so would have done so. Yeah. Just like they're doing now. And that's what I kind of want. The point of asking that question was just to kind of remind people, like, you know, your mom always said, treat others how you want to be treated. Put yourself in someone else's shoes, you know. And so I think think that's important for us now as adults to consider is, you know, put yourself in the shoes of these high school kids that literally don't feel safe at school. Yeah. And, you know, put yourself in that situation. And what would you have done? I probably would have been doing a whole lot like exactly what they're doing right mm-hmm. now. I think that's that speaks to the complexity of the whole thing because mm-hmm. it's like you know we always talk about like you know facts over feelings, and you look at the you know just even when you take in like to account suicides when yeah. you look at like gun deaths and stuff, mm-hmm. it's like I don't know depending on how you look at it, is it one of those one murder is too many? Right. Is that the way you look at it? I mean, because I kind of feel like ethically that should ultimately mm-hmm. be where you, you know. That should be the, the, goal, the goal, ultimately. Yeah. But, but at but the I mean, current time, you, you got to be a little bit realistic. Yeah. And you're like, well, yeah, for sure. Shit happens. Yeah. Which is so Motherfuckers sad. Motherfuckers are crazy out here. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's thing. so sad you have to Well, even I mean, say and that. Even, even in a world where, like, conditions are ideal, you know. Shit's still gonna happen on accident. Oh, oh yeah. You know? yeah Dick Cheney accidentally shot his homeboy when they were hunting. <laughs> cool, so cool. you know, so so the I think that the gun death will number will never be zero because I think in very yeah. few places yeah. it is zero, you yeah. know. But it should yeah. low. Really yeah. low is a thing that yeah. is a goal that we can yeah. that we can strive like for. Generally everybody would want that. Yeah. Regardless mm-hmm. of your stance on it, because yeah. like for the, the biggest self-defense guy at home, he's like, well, I'd be very glad if I never had to shoot anybody if they broke into my house. But what if? And then there's the other people where I'm like, I want the perfect world where I wouldn't have to worry about that. And then like, so why would you? It's like, well, I'd still have one anyways. Right. Because what if? But I mean, like, so is ultimately, does that, is that like the final question? It's like, why? It's just, if we can't all think that way, we're never going to find the answer, man. Which is just we're going to have to strike some kind of balance. Yeah, like, like so pretty much shout out else. to those badass senior girls from Ballard High and Tahoma High for Word, man. organizing this and yeah. putting yourself out there and being advocates yeah. and activists. Props Regardless, to you. doing shit that we didn't do. Super <laughs> proud. Yeah, right? Super. Regardless super proud. of any way you look at the issue, that is a lot of dedication mm-hmm. for anybody. So, mm-hmm. and the fact that somebody that young some people you know a couple girls that young can do something like that girl power man, man that's crazy <laughs> yeah it's like I, I wish i had that kind of effect <clears throat> mm-hmm. i wish everything that i was like hey i got a great idea i want to <laughs> broadcast this to the world i'm gonna fix the world's problems and then everybody was like oh okay yeah that's a cool idea let's do it it's like oh that would be dope mm-hmm. but all right it's tough moving on yep let's fucking move on <laughs> What do you got? That one. What you got, buddy? Yo, I wanted to talk about. Uh, Excuse me. I saw this. Uh, There's a law in uh, Utah. <laughs> yes. That just passed, uh, and it's all about this this thing, which apparently I'm just learning about. Mm-hmm. And it's called free range parenting. 
Okay. And like, I'm I sorry. don't know if you've heard of this. I literally just heard about this the other day, and I think it was because of Philip uh, Philip DeFranco. No. And uh, yeah, I saw it on his show. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I'm only talking about this because no. this is. I, mean, I just meant no. I haven't listened law. to it. No, that I haven't okay. heard of it. Not <laughs> like no, now. I don't listen. <laughs> tell me, but uh, you fucking tell me about free range parenting right goddamn right. now. So this is this thing, and I don't know if I'm just like being. I don't want to say offended, like a snowflake about this. Well, don't don't be a little bitch about it. No, man. Because I'm like, <laughs> I just don't understand why this is a problem. All right. What you got? Okay, so Utah. Yes. They just passed a law um, on March 20th. Okay. That uh, it allows parents to allow their kids to uh, walk to school by themselves or go play outside without supervision uh, by themselves so their parents don't have to be with them 24-7. They uh, <laughs> just passed the law. range parenting. Yeah. yeah, yeah this, is, I, this apparently is a thing that they had to make a law for Did it say how strict the law was before? See, the, like if it was enforced strongly? The, the law is purposefully written vaguely so that each individual case where we're will require a specific one-on-one, you know, fundamental look at, like, what the problem is. Apparently, that's supposed to prevent, like, abuse from the, like, the state having too no, much no, no, power. No, I no, meant, I meant beforehand. Like, before this law was passed or when it was illegal. And see, that's like, something I'm going to... Did it say, like, do yeah. you know how strongly it was enforced? Because... I don't. Like, if there's a law, but just nobody really gives a shit. You know, like, see, in Canada, the they're why like, well, you don't fucking law? have weed, but, <laughs> you know, why are whatever. laws written? Why are laws written? Because somebody has an issue with something for some reason enough to, like, I want to make this law. And so, and I think it was because of this, uh, apparently this uh, lady that started this movement, uh, uh, Lenore Skenzie. I'm going to mispronounce that. But she wrote a book called uh, The Free Range Kids. And uh, she has a website, freerangekids.com. Mm-hmm. I just looked into it. Are you laughing at the picture of that lady? No, I'm laughing because I buy free range eggs. Like, oh, yeah. so <laughs> why would you pick children. free range? Well, I don't know. It's I so think, funny. Well, I think her look at it. I have a helicopter yeah. and free range. It's supposed to be I mean, not that those a, two, like, yeah. helicopter isn't the opposite of free range or yeah, anything right. like that. I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But it's in this hilarious. case, I think that's what they're talking about here like mm-hmm. this is apparently an issue enough in utah that this had to become a law and it's not a law apparently anywhere else mm-hmm. because it doesn't sound like we need it for whatever reason but um but yeah no, like it's i wonder who this is affecting that it needs to be a law like are the parents seems, upset yeah. that the kids are like listen you can't fucking make me walk to school by myself like mm-hmm. you have to drive me it's the law i can't be yeah. by myself mm-hmm. or i don't or do the kids demand more well, freedom? Well, I, I think it's like, listen, I want to because I haven't read myself. the book yet. Is this another example of children leading a movement <laughs> to a law? Well, but I, yeah, I don't know. I wonder what the goal is here. That's, that's really what, strange. Well, yeah, but the the fact that it was enshrined in law shows to me that there is a issue here. Like apparently, somebody is trying to make a statement by passing a law against this, and. Are they, you know, I guess her overall, like I said, I haven't read the book yet. I just started looking into this. I'm probably going to end up doing my dissent this week on this topic. Yeah. But just the the broader topic of, like, why 
this is all of a sudden an issue somewhere in Utah. Like, you can't let your kids, like, if you live close to your school, you know, your kid's school, and, you know, both you and your wife have to have jobs and stuff, and you can't necessarily take the kid to school, and he's okay, too close to ride the bus. It's like, there's like all these, these weird questions that get asked so this like so is there laws right now on the books about like are there screwed up laws about like neglect right now that like will label you a bad parent and take your kid away if for just letting them like play outside that's why we have cps okay so i obviously misunderstood you this law is so that you can let your kids walk to school by themselves yeah okay and it's like if uh let me see here I got it written down. Well, and I, that's, the, the new law, I guess I would have to ask the same question. Like, like how strictly um, is it enforced? Like, if, you know. Yeah. And, and the law. Because if I'm a so kid vaguely, in Utah that's 15 and I'm a dog, I've been walking to school by myself for five years. Yeah. yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Man, maybe this woman just. I don't know. Utah's backwards. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm like, it, it well, maybe strange. she lives in a dangerous community in Utah, but. Yeah. Is there one? Uh, that's what I'm. That's why I'm hesitant to. I'm not sure. I don't know. I've never been to Utah. Yeah, a new law. Which she might be a super helicopter parent. Like specifies you know, that is not. She just a thinks it's not crime for parents to allow uh, kids who display maturity and good judgment to do things like walk to school alone or play outside without supervision. That's so what the it's law up to allows. the parents' judgment to determine yeah. who is mature enough so to walk to school. So it's not going to be enforced yeah. because... So it's like the same thing... It's like, I don't know, this the way like I'm... a gr- waste of time. Yeah, the way I grew up... Resources. Like, you know, because me and Mike, it's like, if you didn't give a shit before and you don't give a shit now, then nothing yeah. fucking Ground changed. Zero, still there. Yeah. I just don't understand it, and I'm going to look into it. And I just, I, mean, that's I, fair. I saw yeah. it on Philly D and for whatever reason, he thought it was important enough to bring up. And it got me like asking the question, like, I mean, what are our laws about, you know, do we have some screwed up laws for like when I have kids? I mean, you know, Morgan, you're raising your hand. Like, what are you t- <laughs> like? What? I mean, there's definitely laws about Letting the age that it's appropriate to leave your child home alone. It's like 12, yeah. right? I think it's 12. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's 12. Yeah, yeah, and that's what, I mean, that's what uh, my But then did. again, it's She's like, okay, my actually. oldest child is 12. Can I leave my three other younger siblings home alone isn't with a 12-year-old? Like or is to it, babysit? you know, like whatever it is. Yeah, and see, like, but the, is there a law? Is it that, yeah, you have to be 13? I thought is so. Is that the question? Sure I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. like 12 to be home by yourself, 13 to babysit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 12? You have to be 12 years old? Mm-hmm. Yo, that was not the way it was when I was growing up. I think up. for an extended <laughs> period of time. Yeah. yeah. Well, more than, that I think it's like more totally than 30 minutes or something like that. When I was young, so I used to watch I used to watch so much TV when I was a kid that my mom would leave and she would be like, all right, so I'm going to be back in three TV shows. Like, <laughs> like, like I'm going to be gone for an hour and a half, so I'm, I'll be back in three <laughs> TV shows. shows. Like, yeah. just kick it here. <laughs> like, and uh, like everything will be cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so I'll like, see you then. <laughs> like if that's see you after rocket power. Yes. <laughs> so like if that's illegal, Doug. Like what am I gonna do about having kids when like me and the wife both have to have full time jobs and I can't? How afford, mature is your child? You know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I can I can test your kid for you. <laughs> I can oh, tell you how mature they are. Word. <laughs> On a maturity scale. Yeah. I'm 15. Uh, to test like uh, Donald Trump had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you're all there. Dude. 
Apparently make sure your kids are wicked healthy. He is so. like. He yeah. has great genes. I want to see know? those test results. And now, I don't care quality. about the taxes. Show me those test results. <laughs> and now that guy, uh, his personal doctor, and I guess he was also the Obama's doctor and stuff, but mm-hmm. he is like the dude right now. Yeah. Um, yes. What is he? Because I didn't write this one down. What is he being put up for now? You know, I'm kicking myself. And he's going to have to be confirmed, right? No. Um, no, I don't think so. Doesn't, doesn't have to be, have confirmed, to be confirmed, confirmed for this? What is it? Like foreign? Uh, I, don't I don't remember. I don't remember. I remember hearing this though, and he has no. I think it was the veterans, like head of the oh, VA yes. or something like that. Yes, right? yes, yep. yes. Yeah. And he was in the that, military. Yeah, the latest yes. Trump White House turnover is, uh, yeah, his. Uh, I can't remember. Aside from his, John Bolton, his name, but yeah, he's. Hey, he's so new. one of the things that I read, right? Because we talked like a little bit about McMaster's last week, but not a whole lot, right? Yeah. One of the things that I read about McMaster's HR McMaster's. Yes, HR McMaster's. He was, is that he was kind of keeping the Trump administration from leaning too far right, you know? Like, I read an article that said that when he came in after Michael Flynn cleaned shit out, yeah. fired a bunch of people that Don't. Michael Flynn had hired, and he was like, no, 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 oh, you get the fuck out of here, like, you're leaning way too far. And um, do you think that that's like a... Trump, I mean, he was also saying that he's like, he's building his perfect cabinet, right? You know, yeah, do you think that's, that's what he's saying? That's part of that jam is to like get another know. person who's more fucking. Pro- I don't know, man. John Bolton, be. right? As John we were Bolton, talking about. That's not a, yeah, I mean, if that's your theory, that's, that's pretty good evidence, it's I think. Pretty, <laughs> that's yeah. pretty good evidence in your corner for that kind of thinking. Well, and I don't, you know, I don't know, but I just thought that was very interesting because I didn't know that about McMaster's. Yeah, um, I didn't know that, that either. He, but but I I read the article and all the deals. Like I have one somewhere about all the people that he went in and fired. Like I think five people that when he yeah. got in, a bunch of people Flynn had hired that all gone. Hey, you know, you never know. Only time will tell. Honestly, we just have to look at the moves that are made. Yeah, you know, like that's what ultimately worries me about John Bolton's appointment mm-hmm. oh well, he goes, also, well which way are you gonna go man i don't know it's been a while since he's been in the game he's just been a fox news contributor for a while well what which way is he gonna go and one of the concerns that i have right is that he is gonna now put together the briefing for the president a lot right mm-hmm. yeah and and before mm-hmm. he there was all this these fucking accusations around him changing shit around you know when he was in whatever position that he was in and not providing like exactly correct intel and that's that's fucking concerning and the fact that he doesn't he like we talked about in the pre-show right um Mm -hmm. that he failed the confirmation twice for for that un spot and now he doesn't have to be confirmed it just gets to be put in there you know and all these all these things that kept him out of office however long that was ago you know a decade ago or whatever um, don't matter now, or won't matter now. Yeah, and I think that's that's concerning. You yeah, know? it's gonna be. I don't know. I like. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I'm worried, especially given if you looked at my uh, my dissent last week, yeah. talking about that Russia, Russia <laughs> oh assassination. Yes, I am not. I am not on the side of optimistic right now. Yeah. When I look at everything going on in the world, I go, wait a minute, why is nobody else looking at what a problem this is going to be? Why can't we? Everybody just, everybody just needs to stop yeah. making stupid moves, 
Hey, we just need to chill out for a minute. Well, so but yeah. Anyways, so I want to ask that's you a different aside. about something that that I tried to look for before today, but that we had talked about two weeks ago, right? And I'll have yeah. to look for it again today. Um, in your descent, yeah, you had said that I believe in an RT article um, that they had said that there was no like definitive proof that Russia had done this, right? Yeah, for real. And I had heard from the BBC, and like I said, I was just looking for it just before you got here, so I couldn't find it, but I'll try and do it this week. But I swear to God, and we talked about it two weeks ago because I wrote it down, mm-hmm. that there... Some fucking chemist somewhere had told the reporter from the BBC that there are structural indicators in no, the no, Novichok that you can absolutely. tell where it was made. That's so. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but you mean there's no way to tell that it that it was applied to the door handle by the Russians? Is that what you mean? Okay, so I guess that was my bad because I totally missed the mark apparently because that was not the what my point was at all. Yeah. My point actually was to point out that. When you look at the the big picture of the spin that RT is putting on it, oh okay, because I just referenced these RT. So your point is to highlight mostly. that that Russia today yes, is that's saying their that sto- there is that's no their story. Okay. And All when right. you look at they're like going, "Hey, we're totally innocent here. Like, there's no way you can possibly prove that." And that's it's goes well, of course, technically, because yeah, we weren't on the ground watching you there, but you were the only the people handle. that manufactured this, and thing. we can you created see that this. you made it. Yeah, and you're the only people that have ever had this. No one else has ever had this. So yeah, absolutely. And they're just going, well, no, sorry. Unless so you can any, tell us who you sold it to. Yeah. So like, it's almost we're gonna go and assume can, that it was you. They can make the argument from their end. Yeah. From like okay. their and their allies. I end feel you now. That uh, yeah, what the West is doing in retaliation is over nothing that they have proof of. And so it makes, it kind of gins up their, their societies to kind of like start looking at us bad. And that retaliation dog, all of the diplomats being sent out, I had a list here in the page. So I don't know how many countries it is, but it's, I mean, we're like 20 countries that are... Yeah, I wrote in the the, that have, in the dissent. It's, it's yeah. over half the EU. That are expelling... And Poland, for the first yeah. time in history, has made a negative diplomatic action against Russia. For the first time since World War II, I think. Yeah. Well, and they... Excuse me, they closed the Russian consulate in Seattle, you know, mm-hmm. because of its proximity to, yeah, all to the base stuff. out here and to yeah. Boeing. Yeah, that they were like, no... Everybody get the fuck out. Like, yeah. everybody out of here. And I thought, I don't remember where I heard it, but I thought it was interesting that they said that. They called them diplomats on the news, you know. But, like, m- most CIA agents and shit like that, when they go to the countries, they're registered as diplomats. Just yeah. because it's just an easier way to just get people in there, you know, with less questions and stuff. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then they do whatever the fuck they do. And I I wish like I had you're the, it down, You're but, the undersecretary yeah. of the assistant to the, you know, secretary of affairs of the foreign Russian office. It's like, that's your official title. No, you're just a double agent. Yeah. You know, you're just a, you know, you're a spy at that point. That's really what you are. (laughs) Yeah. They all, it's like James Bond. He's a commander in the, in the British Navy. 60 of them out of America. Yeah. Gone, baby. Gone. Shitload of other ones from everywhere else. Is this the biggest expulsion of diplomats like ever? I think in, well, at least in, or just since the cold war. Yeah. At least since the cold war. You know, it's like another sparking off. That's the way I look at it. It's another sparking off of the Cold War in a way. That's where we're going. It's like, what are we doing? Everybody's chill out for a minute. (laughs) 
let's let's look at this. Is is just somebody just poking us, or what's going on here? So what do you think? Um, and I don't expect you to have an answer for this, but if you don't think that this is the correct form of action, because I mean, you can't I just think- be. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a world leader, you know. But you can't just have countries interfering with other countries' sovereignty. No, right? I know that. So but I'm just saying. What let's do you also, think should be done if not this? I wish. I wish I knew. A harsher. I don't know, man. No, no, no. I don't think like, that's what I'm. I'm worried about like somebody doing something a little too, a little too brash. John Tensions Holmes. are high. Russia, <laughs> like in my mind, the Russian bear has been waking up. Yes, and I just I don't want. So then, let's what do figure you... out what the next conflict would look like, and if we're all gonna fucking die before we just start launching into this thing. And I have a hard time believing. I get that. worried. <laughs> that's um, all. And I like I feel this way all the way through all this North Korea shit. I just have a hard time picturing anybody like, really launching a nuclear missile. You know, I have a I just I do too, but it just why I, would we want to take that risk? You know, there's a well what there's a microphone in front yeah, of you. Yeah, just jump in. Are you worried about Trump dog millionaire I'm punching just, the button? Uh, it just I don't know. I'm so hard left, you guys. And like, <laughs> do you think that the idea of mutually assured destruction no longer exists? Like, do you think that that's not like a prevalent ideal anymore? That, like, if 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 Russia launches one missile at America, do you not think that we would, in that thirty minutes, be like, oh, fuck you, then we're setting them all off and just launch everything we have to just destroy you know, with Russia? With our current like, president, absolutely. I don't see. I, and I think would that push that's, that, but I, because I would. I, not all the way, not completely. Mm-hmm. That's it's, it's partially that, but I don't think that's where it would kick off. I don't think it would be a thing between. Well, that's us just and that's just no, that's just the example yeah. that I gave, right? That's oh, yeah, just yeah. because we're talking about Russia. That's just what yeah. I said. I, I don't, I don't know just, that that's what it'd be. Yeah. That's just the example that I gave, right? Word. Is that if okay? So if country A is to launch a nuclear missile at country B, will country B then not? launch a nuclear missile or several at country a and destroy. And then if anybody else in that area is concerned about, well, fuck, maybe it's coming over here, you know, or the, the proximity is awfully close to some of my people. So I'm going to, I'm going to send one out too. Mm -hmm. you know, my biggest worry is that what happens with North Korea, which I think that might actually be, an issue because I'm pretty sure we're not worried about them having 50,000 missiles ready to launch. I think I would be, you know, with North Korea, it's like, yeah, they might go rogue and launch one nuke, maybe. This worst case, worst case scenario. But if that happens, I don't trust the people that are like, you know, I don't want to say John Bolt would, Mm -hmm. you know, suggest that, but like the people that are starting to form around the administration now a lot more hawkish in war times i don't i wouldn't put it past them to actually say well this is the time we launched it at at north korea we glass pyongyang they launched one at us we launched one at them it's a one for one yeah but then and that will piss off the chinese enough that they're going to want to take action which then will bring drag the russians into it that'll give them an excuse and do you think fight that back against the West? I don't know. So I think that we probably would have to wait and see um, until after America meets with North Korea. But do you think that? 
like you kind of had said in your dissent that you think that those three countries are like getting closer together, you know, North Korea and Russia and China. You think that they're like moving closer towards each other. Yeah, we're, I think, uh, I think in, if you were to pretend like this is, if you were going to play, I don't know how to express it, I guess, but I think back to like World War Two times. <laughs> yeah. It's back when the Axis powers and the Allied powers form, mm-hmm. you know, you can put them in one color. And then all the allies were in a different color. Uh, if I was going to draw the two teams right now, I think it would predominantly consist of Russia, China, North Korea. Yeah. And then probably you'd have some, you know, you'd probably have Iran jump into that wagon and stuff like that. But I think the three major players well, would be there. I, I certainly agree with that, you know, but I guess the only thing that I guess I would have to add to that is like, at least on two accounts, like North Korea and Russia, it's not like America just shit all over them, you know, and no. they're like mad at America because of that. Like it's 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 just certainly in the case of Russia, all of this is brought on by things that they are doing, you know, oh, yeah. and trying I just to think spin in, in Mother Russia. To do and that. in the case of North Korea, like all the same deal has happened with them yeah. trying to do all this posturing, all this whatever the fuck he's doing, you know. Yeah. It's and all the, this stuff that's happened to them has has been in response. Of things that they have done, you mm-hmm. know, because as oh, yeah. as big of a dick as America has, like, you know, if you're just kind of doing your own thing, we won't really fuck with you that much, you know. But in yeah. most cases, yeah. But depending on how big you are, I guess. Um, but like China, but yeah, they depends. own us, you know. We don't really fuck with them, except I mean, in the tariffs. But yeah, um, I know. But do you think because of? I don't know, man. I feel I just don't. I don't trust that if a world war was to kick off, China would not bat against the other team. And I, I just feel it's a 60-40 shot, and I think it would probably... I think it's 60-40 against. I don't think they would be on our team. And I could see that, but I guess I don't feel confident that a world war is going to pop off. That's well, that's good. That's like, what... That's Like, I could see that, but I don't feel confident that that's the... Or maybe not. I don't feel so. Am I just pessimistic enough much? about the situation to think that that that's what's mm. going to happen? Okay. You know? Yeah, I, know. I guess. I don't know. Maybe I just am putting too much stock in the North Korea issue. Whether or not you know they go psycho. And that's just why I said launch. I think you got to yeah. wait until until Trump and yeah. and Kim Jong Un meet. And so that's do you think at that, that this point meeting, when we start to hear what ha- what comes from that, mm-hmm. I think that will be an indicator yeah. on. You know, they walk out and like Trump dog millionaire punch Kim Jong Un in the face. Like some shit popped off. Yeah. At that point, you can be like, all right, well, I'm yeah, going to dig a hole, think- and me and my wife are going to sit in there, and we're going to wait and see what happens. You so, know, but you don't think that a discussion between those two people would? I think it's a horrible. Do you think idea. it's a yeah? You think it's a horrible idea? It doesn't like make you nervous that like these people aren't are they might have a really bad interaction. I have to. As shady as this might be. You're going to put your trust in the Trump dog? I would have... No. I put my trust (laughs) in the two translators between those two guys. For for the American to Korean translator Mm -hmm. to hear what he says and be like, no. Mm -hmm. This is what he says. And, And, you know, not completely change what the fuck he said, but use... Because a lot of words don't translate exactly, especially in languages as complex as I don't, yeah. you know, whatever they whatever speak in his, Korea. Uh, All that, even in Mandarin yeah. and shit, you know, things know. don't translate exactly. So I would hope yeah. that that person yeah. would be of the discretion 
to use some words that maybe could be interpreted a little bit better than what that person said. And that's that gives that's me a hope. big hope. That you know, gives but me hope, that's I think a little bit. Because they're not gonna they're not, not, not going to no, they're not yeah. going to speak the same language to each other. There's going to be one, if not two, people in between that. You know? know, we don't know anything about these people exactly. Other than we, and that's why I'm saying I have to hope. That's kind you know, I have to okay. hope that that there's some people in Kim Jong Un's regime that don't agree with what he's doing, and they all keep really quiet, and nobody ever talks about it, and it's super secret. Yeah, and that's one of the guys that goes there, and one of the guys oh. that goes to see Trump is a guy that is not too far either way, but it's like. Listen, I just want America to be cool, man. And that's the interpreter that goes there. And they meet up and they lock eyes and they have some type of understanding that's like everything's going to be cool when we walk out of here. Yeah. And neither of these guys has to know exactly what the fuck the other one said. I wonder you if know. they ever meet beforehand, the translators. Probably not. I don't think you can. I think I think specifically for things like that, yeah. <laughs> they're like yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. See, to me, that's even y'all are eating on different sides of the cafeteria. You're not yeah. talking to each other. Oh. You're not but sitting I mean, at the table. I will yeah. say, <laughs> at this point, I'm willing to say, well, at least then it's not like themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not actually. I just you just gotta and, hope yeah. that 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 uh, membrane Ooh. is a good one. You know, it's cleansing. Wow. So that's, I think that's such an important that help me. <laughs> viewpoint to take, especially makes where my stomach turn. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's a it's one of those things that I have to hold on to. You know, yeah. when just it's it's like the same thing about the taxes. You mm-hmm. know, I don't love the tax plan. If I want it to work, I gotta just take my more money and I gotta buy stuff. You know, that's what I gotta do. I gotta buy stuff. I don't love it, and it makes me nervous as fuck. Support your local this business. Is what I gotta do? I gotta yeah. buy stuff. I you gotta, gotta take my money local, and I gotta buy stuff. Yeah, support your local creators. So. And, because that's what it's all about. Support your local businesses. That's that makes their lives better, which makes your lives better. If yeah. You, if you step away from the corporate machine, quit feeding the corporate machine, then you're really helping your your you know, your community out. But yes. Okay. So Bach, step down. Excuse but, me. Yeah, that was a good one. How did we? Yeah. I don't. I don't. That was uh, the new appointment, right? We're mm-hmm. talking about. Trump and Kim Jong Un. Yeah. Oh yeah, we mm-hmm. ended up with a meeting. We covered that. Yeah, that and he went to good. China too. And the bulletproof train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See that also. What are they talking about? Yeah. What you talking about with China? I don't know. Well, this makes me nervous. Well, no, they said that he went there because he's going to meet with America, and he's never met with anybody, you know, yeah, like that high up in America low. before. But Xi Jinping was just here within the last year yeah. and met with Trump. So, I'm sure that Kim Jong Un is like, can you really see the top of his head? Like, like is his hair that thin that you yeah. can see it or is that just that one gif yeah. that flops over that I saw on the internet so <laughs> things like that formalities you know yeah that could be I don't know interesting yeah I wish I knew I wish oh, oh to be a fly on the wall <laughs> I also heard Wall Street Journal um, that and I thought the way that it was worded was very interesting right Mm -hmm. was that south korea won quote unquote an an exception from the u.s steel tariff right and i thought that the phrasing was super duper interesting that they had won an exception from the tariff you know Um, is that that some guy going dude that's no don't do that. So it said That's along with that, really work, right? Really it said bad. Korea will double its imports of American-made cars, and the U.S. will maintain a twenty-five percent tariff on trucks for twenty years, and then the U.S. is going to lower its imports of Korean steel. Like, 
Interesting. In exchange for Korea not getting the steel tariff. That's interesting. Hmm. And so that's that's what the you know if this is what the negotiations look like that Trump is talking about, you know, if this is any indicator, that's very interesting. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Yeah, that makes me wonder. Wall Street Journal, baby. Wow. So, yeah, I thought that... So, yeah, how out of the game I've been this week. Yeah. Well, like I said, it was the wording that, that caught me, you know, that, that they had won. one. Yes. What does that mean? Yes. It says, South Korea wins exceptions from U.S. steel tariffs. That's what I That's good. Remember. And I even put it in quotations but to make sure that that's, that's what they said. Yeah. Yeah, they're winning. Yeah. You know how... So, I thought that was very interesting. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they've won our they've won our trust. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I don't know, man. <laughs> that's just I don't I just not a fan of those tariffs, period. So I think that's just the stupidest idea in the world. Mm. But so that's awesome. I he guess. also I read an article this morning about Trump talking about Amazon.com. Oh yeah. And their contract with the postal service. And said that Amazon costs the country billions of dollars every year, and they don't pay their taxes and all this stuff. And I read a Washington Post article that was like, "That's not fucking true." Yeah, <laughs> like, no, yeah. no, that, yeah, that it's been found beneficial for the United States several times. The contracts yeah. they have with Amazon. Imagine that. Yeah. Well, and he gave them a giant the, corporation he that gave, makes the government tons of money. He gave Amazon the exact same tax that he gave everybody else. They pay twenty percent, twenty one percent too now. Yeah. Like, you did that. If you're upset about the amount of taxes that they paid, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you know just did saying? that to him. Right. You're talking shit because Homeboy owns the Washington Post. Like, yeah. yeah. There's just another indicator why. I'm, which I didn't know. Yeah. Um, until maybe just a couple weeks ago, that Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post. Oh yeah. But I thought that was very. Interesting. I heard that like. Uh, Maybe a month or two ago. Personal not investment. Not, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, he just owns it. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, which, when I heard <laughs> that, I was like, oh, oh that would be the dream. It's if I could so own awesome. a newspaper one yeah. day, oh, yeah. man. That'd be so dope. That would be it right there. Yeah. That's, that's to oh, own I a would newspaper. love that. That's real money. That's the narrative. Yeah. Saltofthestreets.com. That's like some old school money, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's so some crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna get marijuana illegalized money. Like, yeah. that's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's some shit like that. That's wild. Is it William, no. William Randolph first, first, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank, thank goodness we live in Washington. I just watched <laughs> that the other day. There's an episode of Drunk History about him, mm-hmm. and. Um, and Orson Welles, H.G. Wells, Orson Welles. Orson um, Welles. Yeah. And when he's making the movie Citizen Kane and and mm-hmm. then they they I mean, obviously William Randolph Hearst hates that fucking movie and so he <laughs> like calls all the movie theaters that are playing it and he's like if you play this movie, I'll never advertise for you in, in any of my papers ever again. Mm-hmm. And so nobody will play his movie. And so Orson Welles is like, That's perfect. Advertise it as the movie that no one wants you to see. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And after all this happens, they like by chance meet in an elevator in I think one of like Hearst's buildings. And like they don't look at each other. And Orson Welles says, Did you see my movie? <laughs> and Hearst says, says, No. And I never will. And then he goes to walk into the elevator, and Orson Welles says, "Kane would have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Kane would have seen it." 
And that's yeah, it's on Drunk History, and that's my favorite episode ever. That's is that awesome. One. Jack Black is Orson Welles. Oh, oh that's, that's gotta be. A oh good my episode. god, it's beautiful. It's a wonderful yeah. thing. Good lord. Yeah, that's something to watch if you haven't. Tears to my eyes, bro, because it's so funny and it's like such a perfect moment. It's so good. I told Jordan that that's that's a dream of mine. Is that that's when I know that I've made it. Is when I can be on Drunk History. Where? You know? Because you don't have to be super famous to be on that show. Like, no. most of those people I've never heard of before. You gotta be medium famous enough for them to be able to Google medium you. Medium famous. You know? Like, I feel like I know half of them. That's what I'm saying. That I've watched. But I've only watched, like, a season or two. If I can get... I don't remember how many there are. D-level fame, I can probably be on Drunk History. <laughs> and just be dope. drink beers for a couple hours and then, you know, talk about something that I really like. and Yeah. John yeah, you're a big U.S. history and, fan. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. I bet you know some, some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I probably would talk about John Rolfe. He's, John he Rolfe. brought the tobacco seeds here. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. First crop of tobacco. Wow. That's that's crazy. Yeah. So all of our tobacco probably has stemmed from that? or I would no? assume so, yeah. I, like, I mean, people brought, people brought more. Strings? Yeah, and people, yeah, people ended up bringing more, but yeah. for a while, yeah, the first, like the very first tobacco seeds planted in America. That's pretty dope. John Rolfe brought them really legally. I wonder if that strain still exists to this day. I would think so. I think that they were Spanish, maybe. Yeah. Don't quote me on that, but they believe that he had illegally <laughs> obtained them because you also, you had to be yeah. a special type of person to be growing tobacco. But yeah, so he smuggled the seeds here and grew them. In uh, one of the first cities. That's dope. I'd like to hear that episode. That's That'd my be, guy right there. Yeah, I would pay money to watch that. Yeah, and I'd love to watch famous people act it out as I jokingly yeah, talk about it. Because <laughs> that's my favorite part. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh. How long have we been rolling? wonder when we should jump into sports. 144. Got time. 144? Yeah. Let's oh. hit a couple more things. Oh, heck yeah. We got plenty of time. Oh. Yeah. What else you got there? Oh, I wanted to ask because I didn't. I didn't get to it. But, oh shit. Um, That's a paper cut. First, I want to ask. You got a paper cut? Oh, paper clip. Like no. Oh, I. Uh, no, hit my books. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was gonna ask. Just bumped him because I didn't do it. But did either of you watch the? 60 Minutes with Stormy Daniels? No. No. I no. Didn't. No. Not even I heard the clips no. from it. Oh, I, I just can't. I mean. <sighs> As a strong feminist, it's even hard for me to say this. But like, there are so many things that we can be doing (laughs) something about. Yes, that are not focused on Stormy Daniels. Bless her heart, girl. Or lots of other people. Or lots of other people. Like, well, because. Uh, yeah. Is it I just me, or is it the fact that like there's no, yeah. there's no like law being broken here? This was as it's a moral it deal, right? It's, and exactly. that's a moral deal. That's what I think is yeah. weird about it. But is like, that it's just a. Yeah. And I and they, it's it's to try and carry the narrative of lying, right? Like that's the idea is just to try and extend the narrative of lying. Yeah. That well, if he's willing to lie about this. Then he's willing to fucking lie about Russia, and he's willing to lie about this. I don't think that's and I don't. No, you don't think that that's no. why. It, you think, think it's just it. to try think, and just defame him? Just uh, make no, him look not shitty? even that. I think she is being paid by someone close to the Trump administration to be the perfect distraction. 
Really? I think she is coming out, doing all this, because... Wake up, sheeple. She's a corporate Whoa, shill. that just... Oh. That is the one, not like 180 degrees opposite no, of what I, I thought think, you were going to say. I, I am I so fucking mind-blown right now. That's crazy. I'm so just... I, I didn't know that this. that point of view so existed. Hear about this. That I just, so cool. I really think that She's there's... She's being used as a distraction. I do, because there's so many big things going on that a lot of those big wigs in government don't want us to know about. And so they need a great distraction to come out and frickin' be like, oh, hey, Trump did this to me this many years ago, and yeah, maybe I agreed to it, but, like, now I'm gonna say that I didn't agree to it and, like, have everybody focus on me while, like, we get nuked by North Korea. Whatever. That... But I think she is like legit some... coming out, paid by someone for the Trump people, and saying, look at me, look at me, don't look over here. Wow. Like, you are certainly so the crazy. farthest left person I've ever heard run that narrative. I and know. I am... I it know. just literally I blew my brain out of my fucking brain <laughs> case. Know. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it's... It kind of sounds like some of that... <laughs> That's uh, what I'm saying. George Dar- Soros running but, the... Um, <laughs> I know. You know, I in a world of when I when I sit back and I open my mind in a world of Donald Trump having been on The Apprentice for however many fucking seasons, he can sit back with with Hope Hicks before (laughs) she leaves the White House, who's been with him for this long, and he's and he's like, so how long can we run this stormy thing out? Mm-hmm. Like how you know? Yeah. What's the? What can we get out of this? We're getting a lot that's of good. That's wild. Time. Well, they already that's paid wild. her off once. Yes. We know she can be bought off. So what's the number this time? Yeah. They're just going to run that, it until it's. Boring. And maybe that's the initial payment. Yep. For this whole deal. Listen, we're going to pay you with this, and we're going to run this as the narrative of this is the hush payment, but you're going to use this as real payment to keep wow. it going. That's interesting. And don't worry about the NDA fees. We'll put it up to a million dollars so that nobody will expect you to ever pay that. Yep. So then maybe, maybe like putting on my, my tinfoil hat here. Maybe. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just. No, I'm, no, I'm no, 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 no. I love it. No, I love this. I love it. I love it. I'm going to run with it because it's fun for me. This is it. I'm trying to talk about anything and everything. I love that. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on. That is wild. And. I love that. So, does that also mean that perhaps the uh, he could also be in bed with uh, the leadership at uh, CNN? Oh, yeah. So, like he he would love the just just a whole conspiracy throughout all the media sources, all the people he's shitting on this whole time. Yeah, all the stuff we're like, yeah, we're like, no, man, mainstream media is bad. Do you think it all stems from E News? Or, uh, maybe we bought. Maybe we got red it, uh, <laughs> Shit, Hollywood, Hollywood Access, Hollywood Access. Mm. That's what it is. That's what he knew. Hollywood Access. Yeah. It all stemmed from Hollywood Access. Yeah, he That's was where all the money comes it. from. Yeah, he just pays Hollywood Access, and they pay all the. I wonder what if? what what company <laughs> what owns Hollywood Access. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Hey Siri. Yeah. <laughs> what fucking company owns Hollywood Access? What company owns Hollywood Access? Why it actually works? Oh, never mind. That's what that company me, is like, called, times. right? Yeah. Hollywood Access. It yeah, should be, but it's owned by. You have to yeah, it's out probably what like it's either probably Time it. Warner or somebody. It's probably yeah. one of the big ones. My guess. But, but no, I think that's why Citizens United so important. Like Access said, Hollywood. Yeah. Access Hollywood. Weekday television entertainment news program. It's hard for me to yeah. say it because I like. I definitely don't want it take away from all the abuse that women go through on a daily basis. Yeah, and it's, it's like not maybe okay, this one. And it's not 
Yeah. It's, you know, it shouldn't be accepted. Yeah, so regardless, just a general generalify I'm going to make that word up, generalify. Just to generalize it, um, you know, it's not... It's like every time there's a, a, a hashtag Me Too movement, mm-hmm. it's like, well, let's, you know, I'm not on board with like, just because you say that necessarily doesn't mean like that, like, I'm going to like ruin somebody's life right away. I'm like, I might want to like sit back and wait to hear what you have to say, what they have to say. Let's, let's not rush to judgment here NBC. before we completely, NBC owns NBC. Access Hollywood? Yeah. But who owns NBC? That's time the Warner? production company. Yeah. It's distributed by a shitload of people. Oh, yeah. Warner Brothers, NBC, NBC Universal, 20th, 20th Television. Yeah, I think 20th so. TV is a Fox affiliate <laughs> type thing. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm not going to say no. Certainly something to consider. Perfect yeah. distraction. Definitely That's not going to say no. He is the, the master of reality TV. Mm-hmm. He became president, for God's sakes. I yeah. just mean, I don't put anything past the guy at this point. Until, yeah. like, Jake does such a good job of this, of, like, helping me see <laughs> some type of humor in this situation. Her because fiance, Yeah. Yes. Um, because you, at this point, like, as much as I hate Trump, hate him with every bone in my body, I have to give him, like, a little bit of props for being so creative and like, just like doing well, kind of throwing yeah, everything out the window. Yeah, everything about <laughs> government that I have studied and gone to school for well, he is know totally what he's out doing. the window. It's totally yeah. out the window. And it's just like <laughs> props to him, I guess, for like just fucking winging it and like I mean, getting people to vote for that. Props yeah. to you. But I mean, because see, that's the thing that I think is probably the biggest factor about him that moved mountains. It's mm-hmm. the fact that like, hey. I'm not one of them. I don't know. I'm I'm just going to go in and just wreck house and do whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just throw me into the ring. If you don't trust this system, neither do I. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, throw me into the ring. And everyone's like. Not that we're going to trust his new system. Well, I don't know. It's like, well, I'll roll the dice maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because, I mean, regardless of what anybody thinks. I mean, I think about every, you know, eight years, whenever, you know, you have a two- back-to-back run presidency you know Mm -hmm. a two-term presidency it's like i think a lot of people are like hey man let's try something new i think a lot of people are like well i was willing to dig this but now i'm not digging it let's try something different you know that's why i feel like we tendly go back and forth and that's been perpetuated for the entire existence of america and it's just like well how much do we want to fundamentally change the core of it while it's our turn what are you Miss Trump took my degree. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. He didn't take anything from me. Not this girl. (laughs) This is so much fun. God, I love doing this. But, man, yeah, Stormy Daniels, like like I said, not to put aside that harassment should be allowed. But I think think there's something extra going on that no one should pay attention to. I wouldn't put it past him. Because I think, like I said, there's so many massive things going on that yeah. we all should be yeah. way more engaged with than, than Stormy, Stormy Daniels. Daniels. Yeah. And I mean, I could probably say that about all of Trump's stupid bullshit. Yeah. It's like, you know, just like with the gun thing. I mean, he's basically mm-hmm. gotten out of the bait. Nobody's listening oh, yeah. to him anymore Absolutely. about what he has to say with that. Motherfucker. Like, we've taken over yeah. in the conversation. Motherfucker. Right? Yeah. So how did he get out of it? 
Um, Mostly be, probably because we're like, hey, we don't need to hear what he has to say. <laughs> we don't yeah. care what you say. You know, he's a he's a New York, you know, yeah. Democrat billionaire mm-hmm. who's yeah, that's what I truly believe. He's actually a Democrat. Listen, we don't have guns in New York. We don't. Nobody has yeah. those there. We don't worry about that. We don't do that. that we don't have a problem. Imagine that. Yeah. No. Yeah, wow. Actually, the murder problem in um, New York. Yeah, it's like way different than it used to be. Yeah. But I used to live there. I love New York. Miss New York. But. It's nowhere near and dear as the PNW is to my heart. I have this story from from the BBC. Mm-hmm. That's about a guy named Dennis Kay. Um, and he got arrested by the Spanish police. And he was the leader of a cyber gang, right? Mm-hmm. And they broke into 100 banks in 40 countries over five gang. years. Yeah. Is that like so, just a social media group? No. Basically? So <laughs> it's like a group of like, it's like your group chat. Is that a, an online? So game? they would use malware, right? Mm-hmm. Send send phishing emails to the employees of the bank, and get into their accounts, and then they would just either put a bunch of money in somebody's account and withdraw it, or sometimes they would just make ATMs just spit money out and oh. make sure one of their people were standing there to pick up the money. Yeah. Wow. And they're one point two billion dollars. Over five years is what they stole. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they used phishing emails and to get into bank information. They had three generations of malware yeah. that they used. Like, So they were just constantly developing their shit. Yeah, I need to look into it again. But, like, did you hear that Boeing just got hacked like crazy? Like a bunch of their... They had some crazy malware exposure the really? other day. Yeah, I got to look into that again. I saw that just recently. I was like, uh, save article. I need to check that out because it's... uh. That's crazy to think about, like this massive, like you know, this massive economical machine. Yeah. You know, what kind of crazy contracts do they have with governments around the world? And like somebody's hacking in their computer, screwing up their, you know, their manufacturing line. That could be terrifying. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I gotta look more into that, and see what happened. But I'm pretty sure it seemed to be like for the most part, like a relatively. I don't know. I don't want. I want to say like harmless, but you know, because there's always something terrible about getting in there and getting a bunch of information. But I think depending on how you perceive the consequences, I mean, what could have happened, I guess it's better than what happened. Yeah, but it's still crazy to think that like, what if like a a company like that became a target, a specific target, knocked down Amazon, like Sony. Dude, when Sony got yeah, hacked. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's a huge, yeah, huge deal. And, uh, yeah, I just can't imagine. That was pretty crazy. I got to look into more into that. Yeah. That'd be a cool thing to talk about. Should we talk about um, DACA for a little bit? Oh, for sure. Um, we can talk about DACA in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we wait for it to get back. Until our guest comes back. For yeah. Was, yeah. Sure. So, I, well, we I can talk about the dissents for a little bit. So, you wrote your dissent on Russia. Um, yeah, and we talked about that a little bit. Talked about Sergey Skripal and and kind of like your outlook on Russia and yeah, it's kind of like the current outlook of it. Um, and so I wrote mine on on DACA, right? So we're going to talk about DACA for a little bit. Um, and so, do you know much about DACA? Uh, no, I was actually telling because when Afi talked to me earlier this week about doing this, and he said we were going to talk about DACA, and I was yeah. like fascinating because that's one of the one areas that i like haven't totally delved into yet that's kind of my 
Still mm-hmm. unknown. Well, mm-hmm. you should definitely read the dissent that I wrote this week. For sure. It was solid. I, I highly suggest um, everyone read that because I, it is like a step by step. This is what you need to know about DACA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To have that conversation, to participate in that conversation with any kind of, you know, factual evidence, read that document. Read so, what we, uh, Don's dissent last so week. So I think that it took me 13 articles in all to piece together the timeline that I constructed mm-hmm. in this article. So doing that is fucking evident to me why it's so hard for anybody to know what the fuck is going on but because yeah. it took Word. me two days and like i think i said over 10 articles to right. to piece together a timeline for a two-page fucking article about this right um then there's just all of this just all this controversy about it you know and i mean even just since like even just since the year started there's been all these different meetings about it and all this different stuff and in this article this dissent that i wrote really started because Donald Trump had put out that tweet about the Democrats having abandoned right. the dreamers, the dreamers right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And last week we talked about it. And I said I just don't, I don't think that's true. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not that I don't think that the Democrats didn't have a hand in it because everybody played a fucking role in this. But yeah. it's it's just it's and not that it's crazy for Donald Trump to be lying about shit or saying things that aren't true. But I just wanted to be clear that this is another case. Of him saying something that is not true. And I think that should be very well understood. You know, that it's not the Democrats' fault. And I started at the base. And this is where, like, Colin and I had a little bit of an issue. Because I was thinking about just more of, like, an idealistic standpoint, right? Even just from the beginning, for me, the Trump administration is the one that canceled DACA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From that point on. Like, and not on, but from that point, you can say, you did this. Mm-hmm. You know, you at least had a hand in this. Like... And and I even talked about if it if it was constructed in such a way that was illegal, then then so did the Obama administration. They right. also had a hand in 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 the current you know in where it's at yeah. now because mm-hmm. they made it in a way that the next person that came in could just tear it the fuck down because they did not do it right. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that was part of the purpose. You know, that the next person would have to come in and do something about it if they didn't want to be shit on like Donald Trump is going to if something happens and all these people start to get deported, you know? Yeah. Like, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I'm just thinking about all the possible angles. I'm not saying that's what I think it is, but I'm... But I'm saying it's like that it's this is the one we know this is the issue that if states start to tear yes. this apart, there'll be enough outrage that we'll get back in. And it happened in 2012, so it's Could towards be. so it's towards the end of his second term. You know, he's had all this trouble trying to get shit done the whole time that he's been in office. Mm-hmm. If he knows, it's like it's not going to be around forever. But if I can get something going, and the next person who comes in has to do something about it because I've at least set this going, yeah, then that's what I can do. So like I know? started the ball rolling. I don't know. I don't know if that's the thing because I don't want to put so much credence in Obama being like, you're such a fucking genius, bro. You made this whole scenario, you know, <laughs> like I don't want to do that because I don't know everything about Barack Obama. But somebody who's a politician that's going to make their way to president through like the traditional channels like he did. I That level, that high level of thinking is not like out of, wouldn't be out of the ordinary, you know, yeah. for, I think for people who are, who are operating like that. Like I said, I don't. I'm not saying that I think that that's what happened, but mm-hmm. I think that thinking in that type of 3D fucking 5D level chess, like they talk about Donald Trump doing, yeah. Donald Trump can do it. Barack Obama can certainly think like that. <laughs> like that's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's, that's just where I, but I, like I said, I don't know if that's the case, but yeah. um, even just from that, it seemed like 
there's there's some other things at play here. And yeah. I mean, it broke down to I don't want to read like the dissent or anything like that, but it broke down to the there's there's all kinds of different offers, you know, and everybody talked about everything and and at various different points there were different agreements that could have been made, you yeah, know, but and different decisions that could have been reached. And for whatever reason, they didn't, you know, at one point there's a bipartisan bill that's put up by uh, Dick Durbin and, and Lindsey Graham that yeah. gives, that gives pretty much everybody everything that. they want. Yeah. And later that day, Donald Trump has a meeting and he invited a bunch of super hardline Republicans and he's, you know, fuck that deal. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. later on, him and Chuck Schumer, they had that lunch over cheeseburgers. And yeah. Chuck Schumer walks out and he's like, I'm going to give him $25 billion and he's going to make all these people legal. He's going to make a path to citizenship for all these people. Everything's going to be chill. Two days later, you know, like this deal's fucking gone, you know? Yeah. And it's the same deal that Donald Trump proposed something else. That's like, well, if you give me $25, $25 billion, then I'll give you this and this. Shit blows up, you know? Mm-hmm. There's something else added in there that the Democrats are like, nope, nope. We can't do that. Like, it's not a deal if this is what you're going to put in there, you know? Yeah. There's all kinds of different deals. And it's, I just don't think that, I don't by any means think that it's something else that should have been added to the omnibus, you know? Because I'm not in huge favor of, like, omnibus bills. Like, I'm way more the idea of let's kind of handle things one by one and get shit handled a little bit better, you know? But something's got to be done. And if you're going to bitch about it, then you got to help. You know, you have to you have to play a part in the solution. Oh, sure. Or, or else all you're doing is sitting there bitching, saying things that aren't true. You know, blaming a group of people that mm-hmm. have ex- accepted offers and provided offers that that help everybody. You know, mm-hmm. and that you yourself have turned down or met with a group of people and shit on themselves. You know, and that's not the only thing that's happened because the Democrats have turned down deals too. Yeah, for my sure. focus is on that just because he's the one that said that. You know, yeah, and that's why I focused on that side and. And I, I did touch on the Democrats playing part, you know, but that wasn't like the focus of the statement because mm-hmm. that's not what he said. Yeah. <clears throat> and Mr. That's Sanders good. made a good point this week. I hate going back to him, <laughs> no, but like no, this interview, perfect. there were so many things he said that connected. It was great, with, right? Oh, that's, man. You really need to be you checking that to. out. It's going to be a great it's podcast. like 23 sure. minutes that will change yeah, your life. It was, it was really um, But he said another, he asked a really important question, which was, who are the Democrats? And it kind of made me really think about the place we're at in history right now is that I feel like a lot of our politicians are trying to like manage the chaos and we don't really know who is advocating for democracy, who is identifying as a Republican, who is identifying as it's kind of this weird fluctuation of like, do we even really have a significant party right now? Or is it just all of these politicians kind of weirdly working together to manage the chaos that is our executive branch right now? Uh, I, I think, think that uh, might be part of it. Maybe. I don't. I could see a little bit of that. My only deal is I don't think that the chaos is just... The executive branch, not yeah. to say that that's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I but I think that. that the chaos is the... It does not help. Is the, <laughs> the government in, in like, as a whole, you know, the way that it's being run. And the executive branch certainly plays a role in that. Um, but Congress and the Democratic Party are not, by any means perfect or even really no. beautiful pieces Absolutely of work not. right now. Absolutely They're, yeah, they're no, kind of no beautiful pieces of shit, you know. Yeah. Um, they're, they're pretty good sometimes, but most of the time it's still kind of a piece of shit. So, Absolutely. um, 
But I just, I feel like that was an interesting question for someone who had such a prominent piece of the government and running and participating and still is for someone to ask that question and pose it. You're just like, wait a second, I guess like, yeah, who are they? Who are these people that are representing us or representing the country? And what is it that they're promoting? Yeah. I mean, I would probably ultimately go back to social media. Yeah. And that becoming a thing Mm -hmm. is nobody cared or could could possibly care because you couldn't know about all a lot of this stuff that goes on now mm-hmm. only because of you know the internet basically yeah yeah, yeah it's pretty intense I don't know uh, I mean there was last week was it wasn't exactly like the most news filled week I mean there's always a lot of news mm-hmm but not like, like the week before. Yeah, it didn't. It was. I don't think it was as heavy as that. I think it was yeah. a light week. <laughs> as bad as that is, <laughs> I was like, I wish it wasn't like that. But then again, we wouldn't have anything to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. at least politically. Finland has been testing a universal basic income mm-hmm. for like a couple of years. Oh, word. Um, maybe it was two years they did. So the first year is over. Finland. Yeah. Um, and they had one guy, I'm pretty sure it was the BBC or else I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have heard about it. Probably. He was saying that he like, you know, I think it was $700 and he was able to, um, start like a business making something hmm. woodworking or some, some such shit. Um, and he made like really fine artisan stuff, you know, so it wasn't like profitable for time unless he was like subsidized a little bit, you know, oh, okay. and <clears throat> cause he, whatever you know at least at the current rate like one day he could be but so like i could see that he said he was he was making good money now 500 bucks and so if like somebody gave me that money that's an investment in that person Mm -hmm. and so yeah that's the uh i guess that's the idea of a subsidy yeah it's a it's a government it's private investment and i think it was a group of two thousand people so Mm -hmm. like it wasn't that many people but you know like let's just just see how this treats you for yeah. two years, you know, which I thought was interesting. It's like, there's the guy, whatever mayor in, in California, I think that's doing that. Yeah. Michael, Michael Tubbs, I think his name is. We talked yeah. about that already. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, think I'm always down for those little experiments. Universal basic income. Yeah. Especially when it comes to something like that, because that's, I don't know. What do you think about that? Miss Lefty. I, f- I feel like well, go ahead. Yeah. No, you no. finished. I'm still processing. I just all of a sudden had a thought. It's like I feel like that's kind of uh, it's like the government would take the place of commercial advertisers. Kind oh, of interesting. You know, if you were fully subsidized, like, and you didn't have to advertise, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, just by word of mouth. Well, but I don't think that well, it that's was like, that because I think he just needed it. To help pay his bills and shit so that he could spend the time that he needed to to oh, do yeah. that, you know? Yeah, I'd, and I'd I think curious. it was, like, for a while because from what I understood, he was doing fine now, you know? And it's coming towards the end of the two years. Mm-hmm. So, like, and it wasn't a negative thing. So, I would think if he was still was like, no, I need this money. Like, like the thing can't end. But he was fine. He was mm-hmm. like, I'm doing good. So, I would think that he just needed it in the beginning to be able to do something like that. That's you pretty know? interesting. If yeah. you and I had... If you yeah, and I had no, a universal no. basic income and we got $1,000 a month, you right. know what I'm saying? Right now. 
Yeah, we well, could do we the show every that. day. Exactly. We'd be doing way more shit than what we're doing right oh, now, wait. and it would be higher quality, and Heck yeah. things would be rolling, you know? Yeah. But so would a, a fucking billion other people. Uh, yeah. So. They could um, have that possibility. <clears throat> Which yeah, would be super cool, because then think of how advanced our country could become if mm-hmm. everybody was on a similar playing field. It's like, I mean... Yeah. I mean, you could form companies... Based off of people just individually accepting the same salary, which is just their universal basic yeah. income, they mm-hmm. all just get together to come do a thing. That's interesting. And I think that a lot could of be this, a company. And I you think just, a lot of this conversation comes from when people talk about like AI and shit, you know, yeah. and they're raising enough jobs for everybody, and then what the fuck are you going to do anyway? Yeah. And so you like kind of take that money and find a way you know it's not enough money to to live on you know because it's just like in america like the number that's commonly thrown around is a thousand dollars you get a thousand dollars a month like you could live on it like at a like an okay life by yourself you know like rent a room somewhere and like do some shit but if you want to have fun and do stuff like you have to have a job or like get other money from somewhere else you know even in the city of seattle you could not live on a thousand dollars a month exactly so I think, and that's, I think that's what's important to take into consideration is that a lot of the people living in poverty are in the big cities. Yeah. And, you know, how can we combat poverty? How can we combat homelessness? I think Finland could very well be onto something um, because I don't I do think it's the responsibility of the government and the people that represent the people to take care of the people. Mm-hmm. And. Why would you not want to take care of your people? Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, that's the part that gets me every time and the rhetoric that goes around is like, when did we stop caring about each other? I don't understand that. I really don't. I grew up in like this beautiful neighborhood and great people and granted I was upper middle class. So obviously I got to have those rights, which also sucks in a nutshell. (laughs) But like... I just think that, you White know, if we, you yeah, been here two weeks ago. I just like, yeah. man, but I want everybody to have that opportunity. And why would we think that it's okay that we can take that away from another human being? That just, mm-hmm. ah, it just blows my mind. I don't know. I think universal income, whatever we just called it, down yeah. for it. Universal Sign me up. Income. Let's try VBI. it. Yeah. yeah, let's try it. Because I think that could help. Oh my gosh, it would help so many people. So many people think about we have the highest childhood poverty rate or something like that. They talked in, about that on Bernie Sanders. Yeah, yeah, they did. In the developed world, America. Think, yeah. Let that soak in for just a second. Like the highest poverty rate. And we have so much money going towards war and other, other things that are just annoying. And <laughs> let's invest in our people, man. So. Yes, sir. Let me ask this question. Oh, yes. Because we I love it. We yes. are invested in these things, right? Mm-hmm. Like we are. It's just apparently, you know, you can argue that the they're not run well or they don't get enough funding or whatever. For whatever reason, there's a lot of failures. They're not very awesome. But we yeah. have them. And is it just a matter of not giving them enough money? Or is there something... I think it depends more fundamentally i love from, that question i, don't know, I think that it depends on it's not oh because that's not always the answer is yeah. that they don't have enough money mm-hmm. yeah in the case of the military it's not that they don't have enough money you know I that's not the problem the like it's so and there are a lot of 
I don't know. You know, I don't know enough about Social Security to say the same thing, but I'm sure that that plays a factor. You know, it's not just that you're not giving Social Security enough money. Like, there's probably something else at play here that's, you know. um, But I don't think that that's always the problem. But I think that in some cases that's the problem is that it's not being given enough money, you know. Um, I can see that. AIDS research and stuff like that for a long time. That like, was the problem, yeah. you know, that it, it like, wasn't, nobody cared. It wasn't yeah. being given enough money. Nobody was talking about it, you mm-hmm. know, possibly opioids. You know, f- maybe that's the problem is that we're not putting enough money into researching it. So that's what they're doing right yeah. now. You know, yeah. they're trying to figure some shit out so that we know maybe what will actually help people, yeah. you know, instead of having 12 different varieties of ways that people try and get sober. Well, you can come here and you can give us your needles and we'll give you clean ones. You can go there and you can shoot up and we'll make sure that you don't die. You can go there and you can get clean if you want. You can go there and you can do outpatient and they'll give you methadone instead of yeah. actual meth if you want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, sure. Which one of those things actually works? What's the actual deal there? You yeah. know? And maybe it's a mixture of all those things because people are so different that their addictions are different. You yeah. know? But... Which is yeah. who fucking knows, and then that's know? why I like to see like places like Seattle is a good example. Like there are safe injection sites. Yes, mm-hmm. and you know the overdose deaths go yeah. down by like fifty percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I mean it's a thing, and like we should be looking at that. And I want to see some. I want to see the effect. We, you know, Jordan and I had a huge conversation about that one day because we watched. Uh, do you need this? What are you? Uh, <laughs> because we watched. I love movies about drugs, like mm-hmm. really hardcore drugs, because it just affirms for me every time I watch it. I'm like, I am just never going to do that. Yeah. Like, that just looks terrible. Yeah. I don't want to live that life. I don't want nothing to do with that. So, watched one about meth. Probably talked for like an hour, over an hour, right, mm-hmm. in the middle of this movie about why people do this mm-hmm. and why people care about this, you know. And if this is what they want to do, then fuck them, you know. And, and all this stuff and, and, you know, what do we do about it and... And so we went over, you know, all of the different ways that, you know, like kind of kind of like we just did that people can try and go and get better, you know. Yeah. And I said the same thing. Like, we don't know. You know, like part of it is because it's been really bad for not that long. Like, it hasn't been this way for that long. You know, it's not been long enough for us to have a solid idea of what to do about it. You know, yeah. alcoholism, there's a pretty good way that. That they can get you out of there. You know, yeah. people have been drinking for a long time. Taking a bunch of fucking painkillers, you know? Yeah, we're still trying Nobody to Nobody knows how to deal with that. Yeah. Like, that's, you know... We don't necessarily even know and, what the and, problem right. 100% and so is. Right, and so, one of the things that I said to her is that all these different things happen because each one of them has different goals, you know? The goal for safe injection sites, bring down the overdose rates, give these people more time to realize they don't want to be on drugs yeah. and they want to get healthy, right? And it's not like the people that are working there are don't want to be there, you know? The people that are working there, a lot of times they're volunteering, you know? Yeah. And they're nurses that are volunteering their time and they're going there to make sure the people don't die. So when they're sitting there and they're watching you shoot up, they're like, you know, you don't have to be doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, there are other things here, you know, we have some information, like there are ways that we can help you get clean. You don't need to be doing this. When you go to drop off your needles, it's not like they're like, have fun. Here's your new ones. Yeah. You know, they're taking them and they're like, oh, yeah, just a minute. Like, oh, you know, they're going to go and get you some new ones. But like, why don't, why don't you talk to me for a minute? You know, yeah. you know, you don't have to be doing this. Like, so <laughs> it's 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 part of it's based on what people want from it. You know, do you want people to get clean or do you want them to have more time to get clean? Or do you want them to have the opportunity to get clean? You know, do you have enough faith in people? 
Exactly. To think to they will. Or in, in the statistic, you know, that maybe, and I don't know, but maybe 30% of these people will never get clean. But yeah. that other 70%, if you give them enough time... They will come around, you know? Yeah. And like I said, I don't know. That's a number I totally just made up. But if that's that's what it comes down to, like, is that a good enough number for you? Yeah. Is that 30% of the people are just going to be fuck-offs, you yeah. know? And that's they're going to be twacked out, they're going to be twacked out, and you got to just do your own thing and avoid them? Yeah. And even if it is only 30%, that's still a lot of people. That's I a mean, lot of people. It's like, where do you draw the line at that point? Yeah. and that's, I mean, Or is it just like, hey, we, what? this is what we can do. Yeah. You know? I agree. What do you got? What you got, Mama? <laughs> She's like raising her hand. I'm like, like I know on, I do that to help. It. No, you're the good. You're in my good. Brain as I raise my hand, help us not forget. We're sitting here drinking uh, and stuff. It's but to bring it happen. back to the whole poverty and socioeconomic inequality, it's funny because we talk about how we don't have enough research on how drugs are impacting the environment and yes. so on. But we have we've had poverty and socioeconomic inequality for so long. Yet, why are we not using our knowledge? Why isn't it part of the continued media coverage? Why isn't it a focus? Because forty one million Americans are living in poverty, and why are we ignoring that vast amount of population and not doing something to help while we're acknowledging a community of you know those struggling with drugs and alcohol and addiction we acknowledge that but we don't acknowledge poverty and inequality i don't that's what i can't wrap my mind around yeah i get that and it's it's tough because i don't know it's uh i i feel like i wish i had more faith in humanity that like we would take care of each other Mm-hmm. And we didn't have to rely on someone else. Like we could actually care about each other, and not just like and help each other out, you know. And it's a shame you really only see that kind of community anymore in like the very, you know, orthodox religious communities. Yeah. Almost anywhere else that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Sometimes you know, super small town America, you see some of that, but you know, <clears throat> I don't know. It could be that, or it could just be the, I don't know. Well, so so I certainly agree that what you said, 40%. You said 41 million million. poverty. And is there a percentage? No? I was talking about percentages. 41 million. Well, there's 300 and, I just checked the census this morning, actually. It's like 327, almost, yeah, 327. 35%. So... A lot of so the only thing that I well not the only thing but the thing that I wrote down right is that research can't fix greed like not that that number is not astronomical mm-hmm. because that's mm-hmm. absolutely like I I did not grow up in poverty but I grew up with a single mother with a like you know an older sister like we did not grow up like in in the greatest of times you know yeah. so I am I am certainly aware mm-hmm. of of what it can be like and i had friends that were worse off than me you know so like i know what it can be like to be even worse than that you know but but poverty can't fix greed and greed that's that's Mm -hmm. the human factor that also is that that 30 percent that i made up about addiction you know Mm -hmm. whether that's predisposition to addiction or just that's that's my personality that i have an addictive personality that i get hooked on shit and fuck it you know Mm -hmm. there's that that percentage that you will always have to account for that that's just how people are, mm-hmm. you know, that as unfortunate as it might be, there's there's one person, at least one person in this world 
who by no circumstance of their own choice has been fucked over a thousand times that puts them and leaves them in poverty their whole life. You know, they have done nothing but good deeds their whole life, done nothing but try hard, done nothing but have kids and just try and commit to the system and just do the right thing. They get fucked over at every turn and they die in poverty. You know what I'm saying? That happens. And it's not because they were shitty. It's because they got fucked over by a thousand dudes that were greedy and they were like, nope, that's my money. That's my shit, you know? And and I, like I said, it's not that, that number is not ludicrous because the numbers should certainly be lower, you know? But the same with addiction. I think there's a certain number that that you'll always have to account for. Yeah. That is just, that is, that's, yeah. that's how people are, you know? We're Absolute, putting the best people yeah. up that we can, but that 10% of Congress still... But with drugs and addiction and alcohol, we're still we're still doing something. Yeah. But with poverty and socioeconomic inequality, we're not doing something. And I think that's the big thing to bring home about this is that it hasn't become an issue that one the media wants to cover. No American wants to admit to it. Greed is super bad right now. And it's just like, but this is something we need to focus on. This needs to come into the conversation, and we need to make some change about this because. I'm not okay being Ameri- being an American knowing that, you know, mm-hmm. there's this many of us that yeah. can't make it. And that's not okay. I mean, at the same time, I would probably argue that, I mean, for whatever reason, I mean, there are going to be reasons why these people keep getting screwed over. Yeah. You know, there are going to be reasons. It's like, well, you know, I, I want to argue from the point that, like, well, is maybe it's more important to find out like what the root cause of the problem is instead Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. doing just something to like, well, let's throw money at a project that helps out. It's like, well, we should probably also look into like the core problem. Absolutely. Um, And I was going to say that that's, I think, but I'm in no way trying to say like, we shouldn't be helping those people necessarily now, because if we have to, we quit doing it, you know, if you don't, Go out there and act like you care about your community and you care about your neighbor and stuff like that. If you don't actually act like that, which we just, as a society, don't do anymore. Yeah. You know, you have to realize that, okay, well, that sacrifice that I'm going to have to make is to have to pay for this thing. Because it's a service that I didn't know that community provided. And now, okay, now I'm going to have to pay for it. Or I can start to rebuild community again. But, I mean... I mean, you can argue there could be an online form of that where yeah. people can monetarily mm-hmm. do that through, you know, like social networks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I just, you know, I think the core is that loss of community, which is the core problem. So, yeah. but and you I, can't do anything. There's no law that you can do right. to fix it. And so. I think that uh, not the loss of community, right, but that. I guess it would be at the core, but the idea that, like, somebody else will have to pay for it, you know, or that I'll have to pay for, like, this system is the same argument against that people make against, like, quote-unquote entitlement programs, you know, yeah. food stamps and shit like that. Like, I oh, yeah. I know people in my life, right, who are who are close to me, you know, that I have heard say <clears throat> they don't think those things should exist, yeah. you know, that they don't, yeah. they don't think that, though, that they should be around, you know, mm-hmm. and... As a as a person who grew up on food stamps mm-hmm. and had state insurance until I got to be eighteen and got my own job, you know, mm-hmm. when I heard that, I sat down with Jordan. Oh, and I cried one day. I got so upset, you know. I said, "It it hurts me to my core to know that there are people out there who think that mm-hmm. as as a child I didn't deserve to have food." 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That my mom, who worked two jobs, who worked overtime every week to try and support me and my sister, we didn't deserve to have clothes. We didn't deserve to have like healthcare. Yeah. You know, well, that that's the that's, is disgusting. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's the at root the dirty little secret about poverty, is that it's not a bunch of you know single moms with eight kids. You know, they're you know no, there they are there that, like. Yes. But no, but like the majority of people that live in poverty are people that work. They're like single parents usually that work like three time, you know, three yeah. part time jobs I just know. to try to get by, and they have to take food stamps. Like, yeah. no, the majority is legit, and it works for the most part for those people. It's yeah. just due to the system, it creates that kind of percentage of the population that's forced into that. And I also like. I would never say that doesn't exist because I also know people even closer to me than those people who think it shouldn't exist that game the system. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. and it's a conflict I have in myself all the time that like I just, it's something that I actively preach against is like for me as a child, for me as a person to be able to make the argument for a child whose parents are trying to be able to have that, mm-hmm. you are actively working against me. Yeah. Like you are fucking killing what I am trying to say right now by by doing what, by being the epitome of the argument against it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I would never say that doesn't exist. Sure. Because, like I said, I see it all the time with my own eyes. But I also know from my own personal experience, from, from so many other people around me, that's not the majority. That's not really yeah. how it is most of the time, you know? And if you gotta have to find out some type of way to weed those people out, you know? Mm-hmm. Whether it's... Because if I was in... I smoke weed all the time, right? Word. If I was in a position where I needed to have food stamps, I should probably be willing to take a piss test. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, yeah. In my own personal... I am an advocate. I am all the time, 100%. If people are talking to me about it, they're like, man, joint pain, all this, whatever, my anxiety, you should do this. You yeah. should try this. You should take a fucking Rick Simpson oil. You should fucking smoke a joint, bro. Like, you should do this. But if I'm in a position where I need to be getting some type of subsistence from the state or the government, I should not be consuming, I shouldn't even really be drinking alcohol. Yeah. You know? Because that's the same thing now. Like, if I want to think about it the same thing and be able to preach that it's the same thing, I shouldn't be drinking alcohol if I can't buy groceries. Yeah, man. You know? Just like I shouldn't be smoking weed. Like, I should I should be willing to take a drug test to be able to get services from the government. And maybe people feel like that infringes on their personal freedoms, you know? But, no, man, if you got kids... And you can't afford groceries, you oh. should not be smoking weed. Like, yeah. that's a personal <laughs> responsibility. Like, no, that's, no, no. That's a deal you need to sort out in yourself. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But like, just to hear people say that that shouldn't exist, I think is, is I think it's, it's horrible. It's crazy. You know? It's yeah. horrible. Yeah, because it, it, once you take that stance, you're just disregarding every, every single person people standing who's right getting next that to kind you. of assistance. You know? yeah. People standing right next to you. And you just don't even know about it. Yeah. Like it's it's such an ignorant thing to say because of that, you know. Because because fuck, man, we could we could be in the same church, you know. We could we could be having the same job or whatever, you know, whatever it is, you know. That you you said some shit like that next to me, and you got no fucking idea. Yeah. You've known me for for about ten minutes, you know, and you said some shit like that, and you because you thought it would be cool. Fuck you, man. Like I, yeah, fuck you. You know? No, I get it. I just... Yeah. I can't imagine. That's terrible. I heard that same person say that. 
Um, they watch someone buy alcohol with food stamps, which you can't do. You can't. Yeah, you can't do that. It's it's physically it's impossible. Like the card will not pay for it. You know what I'm saying? When you you slide your food stamps card. It pays for all the things that it will pay for and yeah. then leaves everything else that it won't. And they're yeah. like, all right, well, you got fucking $15 left on here. Where's your cash, dog? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you you haven't. Maybe maybe <laughs> 40 years ago when it wasn't on a card and they were giving you a paper that said it was a food stamp for $1, you know, yeah. and people are just sneaking shit in there. Like, but not any time that it's been monitored closely by, mm-hmm. by the government that puts it out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I don't get it. That's because, that's fucking yeah, ignorant, I mean, dog. That's ignorant. I mean, these things don't exist for a reason, you know. I mean, they don't not exist for a reason or whatever. Whatever, you know. There's a reason we're Something funding like these that. things because they yeah. are helping people. Period. You know. Yes, there's problems because bureaucracy is full of problems. It's terrible. Humanity. You know, and uh, so of course there's problems but we can fix the problems yeah. let's just let's just fix them let's let's find them let's fix them let's well and the problem you know, but it's a like lot of work said, sorry go ahead no i was just saying it's a lot of work and it's yeah. probably it's like everybody just wants to it's like hey there's problems well somebody actually has to like take the time to figure out yeah. every single problem if it's a problem yeah. take time to investigate and just it takes a long time well, and the problem I think is sometimes it's the wrong people in the jobs in the office, you know. Oh, for that sure. If you're if you're in the right circumstance in your life, you know, when you go there and you get the right, you know, and or wrong person, they're like, you know, if you worked four hours less a week, mm-hmm. you would also qualify for this and this, and it would pay your rent, and we get you a cell phone, and then you got more money in your pocket at the same time. You know, Jordan's Grammy even told me that when she was a single mother at one point, she went down there and needed assistance with something. And then when she didn't need it anymore, she went there to tell them and they were like, oh, no, no, no. They're like, don't stop. Just will. If you if you go, if you don't go back to work, then we can give you more stuff. And she was like, no, no, I'm telling you that I don't need it anymore. Like I have a job now. I can afford everything. This person's like, no, no, I'm telling you that's like crazy. we can give you more, you know, and that's. That's in the 60s, you know, but the same oh, shit yeah. happens now. You know, it's the same thing that if, if you're in just the perfect circumstance in between poverty <clears throat> and just lower class, you know, you can find that sweet spot where you can work and be on the system and you're living a good life. You know, you're smoking weed because you got a little bit extra money and you got mad food in your fridge and you got this and yes, you know what I'm saying? Like, say you got Xboxes, but you can't pay your bills. You know, yeah. some shit like that. Like, and that's, and I'm not trying to, well, I got a like PlayStation. Phone, I, yeah. I've missed bills and shit before. Like, I'm not talking shit, but I'm just like. Yo, like the cell phone, you know, it's like everybody's got a nice cell phone now. Yeah. Everybody's got the new one or the, the one before it, you know, yeah. for the most part. Like somebody went out there and got that two-year contract that we all get for some insane amount of money. And now, but everybody's got them regardless of whether or not you can actually afford it. But yeah, yeah. So there's certain things. It's like we as a society have just deemed like here's the bar now. This is where you can be. And thank it's, you. It's a strange thing to. Uh, Usually she rings the bells. <laughs> oh, was that the dog? Oh yeah. <laughs> She's being lazy. Or. But. Shit's wild, dog. Shit's Hello. wild. Insanity. Did you watch any movies this week, Colin? No, man. You didn't watch any movies this week? I didn't watch nothing. That's time for that. Are you kidding me? Oh. oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I did. Of course I did. I watched Goldeneye. I don't think I talked about that yet. Um, that you may or last. may not have. 
I, okay, I think I watched Goldeneye last Sunday, and it was awesome. And it was total cheese, and I loved every second of it. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Let's see. I don't know that I watched any movies this week um, after I talked shit. Uh, <laughs> but we watched... We definitely watched Riverdale because Jordan loves Riverdale. Oh, I oh, love Riverdale. You, oh, oh, man. What is it? Riverdale? You should ask Jordan about that because okay. she could not be any more teenage obsessed with Riverdale. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, it's one of those. It is. <laughs> yes. It's on the CW11. Yeah. Um, and I watch it with her. We watch it on Thursdays because it comes out on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. right? On the internet on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. So... I think it's in its third season. And I haven't right? watched past um, season one. So oh, hold the phone a little bit. oh man! Oh, <laughs> slam so, the brakes! Yeah. So <laughs> it's about like it. It takes place in like the Archie Bunker universe, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. it's totally like revamped. And um, the guy, he's not Australian in the show, but he's Australian in real life, Katriapa. Mm-hmm. And there's a red-haired girl named Cheryl Blossom, and she's from Port Orchard. Yeah. Um, she's from Port Orchard. Well, she's yeah. she's actually from South Africa and Port Orchard. Like her mm-hmm. parents are from there, and then she grew up back and forth. Um, That's funny. Yes, and so Archie Bunker, and then Jughead, and we talked about the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. This guy's never seen Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Hold the phone. I don't know what yeah. the fuck his problem is because that's the Zach one of the greatest kid shows we ever watched. That was but, the show. So the Sprouse twins are on there, and they were also the little kid in Big Daddy. Yep. Um, yeah, and <clears throat> so. Cole Sprouse is on that show. Cole Sprouse. He's Jughead. They also own a meadery in New York. Ooh, um, meadery. Yeah, which is pretty interesting. I want some Italian, like, salami right oh, now. No, yeah. no, like, or mead. Mead? Yeah, yeah. Oh, meadery. Oh, good yeah. lord. Mead. Not a deli. No, no still. <laughs> okay, never yeah. mind. I want um, that also. A meadery. <laughs> yeah. I want unlimited honey wine. Come yes. on. I'll take that too. Uh, yeah, they worked, in a comic book store. <laughs> right they worked in a comic book store for like three years and then they moved to New York and to model and make movies in Asia and do all the whatevers. But so he's also Jughead. Um, and so it's actually, it's pretty good. If you can, yeah. if you can like take a step back and be a teenager for an hour, you know, because there's been a lot of times where I've not been into it and I've been like, why do these teenagers have so much say in everything? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why do they have so much influence in everything that happens in this town? It's but you funny. can't think about it like that. Because then it's stupid as shit. Mm-hmm. But if you yeah. if you take a minute and you're like, this is so crazy. I cannot believe that Betty just fucking said that. Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's It can be appreciated. So, Man. you know, well, check it out if you're interested. Let me ask you this. Have any of you guys watched Roseanne? Yeah. No, I and I, no. I don't like, understand. I don't and get I, this. I just keep hearing. I don't this get issue. why this is such a big deal. Yeah, like why uh, this right. particular show, right. um, over any other show, is like I said. I like a tweet about it. like why is this the moral cornerstone of like what's going on? Like what happens yeah. on Roseanne? Like why does this matter any more than Modern Family or some other such shit Crazy that's on family. any other? Like yeah. I don't, I don't get it. You know why yeah. is this more important than that? Yeah. Any other show, I don't. I don't. Know, I don't man. understand it. Fucking I don't get it either. But Tim, it's uh, been in the news. Tim Allen lost his show because he like was so conservative. Like he was on some late night talk show and said some shit about how liberal Hollywood was, and he yeah. lost his fucking show for it. You yeah. know, and he Terrible. had a show about being really conservative and 
I love that show. Like, I'm pretty left-leaning, and I thought it was fucking hilarious. Was I loved so him, funny. Alan. It was great. Home Improvement, right? Uh, no, no, Last Man Standing. Oh, it's, oh, it's a new yeah. show, last like, in the last yes, couple of years. I like it's that one good. Yeah. I thought it was really funny. Yep. Lost his show, bro. I don't understand why this... You know what I'm saying? I don't get why yeah. this is but, a bigger deal yeah, how than is that any other issue? television show that has been going on. Yeah, it's a good point, man. It I mean, seems... I mean, I mean you kind of hear that with... Uh, Oh, peony. Uh, you hear some people kind of ask that with the uh, Me Too movement. Some people like try to point out their their double standard, you know, yeah. like how it's just this massively corrupt thing, and like everything is okay, and it's Perry. always. But and then yeah, fucking Katy Perry. 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 Katy Perry, man. Yeah, well, my that just two weeks ago about Katy Perry. Oh, yeah, that bitch. Katie. That yes. hurt my head, man. She's one of a kind. Nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I was hoping, because the left eats their own all the time. I love that when that happens. <laughs> Look at Lena Dunham. She's doing real great these Lena days. Lena Dunham. <laughs> I hate Lena Dunham. I know. I hate her. And you know what's crazy? And after all that, uh, all that India stuff that uh, Hillary Clinton was spouting off, like you had a bunch of people actually saying, like, okay, Hillary, you can go away now. <laughs> Please. You're actually not helping us. You're doubling down on the... Uh, the deplorables comment, man. Yeah. You're gone. Let Bernie rise to it's the just top. Not good, man. Let him to rise to the top of the hill shine. <laughs> that would have been great. Hey, you still got 2020. I saw my Feel the Burn t shirt and everything. I'm all about it. I wore it yeah. around here at a oh, store. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh, and, um, yeah. I'm so she, sorry, Colin. No, no, you're good. Oh, and got on. some got some good looks. Nice. <laughs> Yo, I uh, <laughs> just because I I would imagine we're probably gonna move on to sports. Sure. Um, but before we do that, can I get one more in? Oh, man. Just a quick one. What you got, baby? Like, what are your guys' take right now on 2020? Just your instinct choice right now. On 2020? Who, yeah. Who's oh, running? oh, who's run, who's I thought you meant the show yeah, 2020. And I was like, I haven't watched that show in years, know. Colin. I don't even know what they do. <laughs> don't ask me this. I don't even know what that show was. That's kind of like a 60 minutes type thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those interview so. shows. But, uh, yeah, I wonder. Well, they've been talking about Kamala curious. Harris for a long time, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, do you really think she's got it? No, no, I don't think she's got it. I don't. Yeah. I think that she'll run, but I don't think she's got it. Yeah. Um, I think that Bernie probably will run again. He wouldn't say on that interview whether or not he was going to run again. Yeah. But I think that he probably will. He's older than fuck. Yeah. Which which plays again, and he looks older than fuck. Yeah, like if he didn't look quite exactly. so old, it wouldn't be yeah. such a big deal. But he <laughs> looks older than shit. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think that they'll run. I don't. I've got to only hope that Hillary Clinton will just sit the fuck down and just stay out of everything. Yeah. You know. She needs um, to just go away. I <laughs> think that Mitt Romney said that he was going to run, right? Yeah. Or is he acting like he's going to run. down in Utah or something, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that he'll use that as a platform. I yeah. think that depending on what Joe Kennedy can do in the next two years, he might try yeah, and that was, make a... Because I don't think he's been in office that long, but I think that he can try and Well, I mean, Trump kick. was never in office, so... Oh, right. Yeah, so I think that he's going to fall back on yeah. the princes no, really, and yeah. princesses <laughs> of the yeah. I think if he can get a little more going, royalty, then he'll probably try and run also. Yeah. And he he's an interesting one to bring up because he's Ted very Cruz. Ted Cruz, dude. presidential. 
Yeah, he was. You know? And everybody, that's kind of the word that, again, is part of the narrative is just Trump isn't presidential. Yeah. And we need to recover from that and have someone that's presidential. And I think Kennedy, you kind of hit it on the head there, is what's up? He's also kind of nice, too, because it did point out that. It doesn't hurt that he's a Kennedy. But, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, that whole thing, it did point out also with that. It points out that we, as a society, care about, like, hey, no, we have kind of a general, we have a bar Mm -hmm. that I think we have. And if you don't meet that, we're going to let you know. Well, I think we kind of saw that slash choice for most people was, like, kind of right at that bar, like, underneath. And we're like, oh, fuck. Like, this was... This was bad. Like, yeah. this was a well, bad thing if, that we like, did here. As much as I want a badass female president, and I'm waiting for the day where I can, you know, Nikki Haley really greatly vote for one. <laughs> um, this election was hard, man. It was yeah, hard it because, hurt. yeah, it is. It's just like, are we yeah. kind of at the bottom of the barrel? Like, <laughs> I hate to say that because I'm all about Bernie. Um, is this where we are now? But no. is this, yeah. <laughs> I, grew, I grew up thinking that this, this Clinton thing was the bar. Right. And it was like, oh, no. no yeah. There's plenty There's plenty more room to go down yeah. there. Oh, good Lord. But I'm excited for it. Yeah, man. 2020 will be it. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm just excited for midterm elections, man. I think... I gotta. I know. think some shit'll kind of get rocked a little bit. Yeah. I gotta know what's gonna happen. I gotta know. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be insane. Yeah, but that aside, sports, 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 sports. sports, sports. Day. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I didn't watch it, but that did happen. Mariners opening day. Didn't watch it. Nelson Cruz first at bat to run homer. No big deal. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> Felix Hernandez. I think he went seven innings, maybe six and a half. Worse. Did great. Showed up. Did you go or did you just watch it? This is the first year in my entire lifetime I have not physically been at opening day. Really? It was pretty tragic. And when I got to our house in Felix Kingston. Felix is 10th in a row, right? I know. Number 10. Yeah. yeah. But when I got to our house in Kingston, um, we found out that our antenna wasn't projecting the channel that the game was on. And I had a massive meltdown freak out and ended up signing up for Hulu Live just so I could stream this <laughs> one game. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Mariners opening day. We're we're one and oh. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> That's how we ended up with Sling T V was the day yep. before uh NFL kickoff. Yep. I went to try and watch it and I was like, Where the fuck is my red zone? Yeah. Why don't I have red zone anymore? <laughs> yeah. And we had like lowered the cable package and I didn't think about it, so I had to get Sling T V just so I could have red zone. Mm-hmm. No, I have Sling T V. Yeah. And even just for those few months during the year that I can wake Absolutely. up and I can sit down and cause I, I work usually Sunday mornings and then I come home like right before kickoff, you yep. know, Jordan wakes up and she like makes breakfast and I sit there and I watch football with my dog and All then my it. wife gives me breakfast and it's, I've told her numerous times, like, this is like my happiest thing. Like, <laughs> this is what makes me the happiest over everything is just Absolutely. to just be able to sit here with a, a bowl of whatever that you just made. I'm just watching football and checking my fantasy scores. And Lean my dog dream. is making noise, you know, and I'm just having a good time. Yeah. Everything chilling. is good here. I'm yeah. just chilling. Yeah. No, yeah. that's that's the best part of, yeah. of football is football, man. Being oh, t- I miss it. telling everybody to fuck off on Sunday. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, I'm not going to lie. I've even I don't do it for football reasons but i bet i just started kind of doing that just yeah. saying no 
You know, sometimes I go into the laundromat and do my laundry for, and that takes an hour or two. And it's like, all right, now I'm just going to go home. I'm just going to chill, man. I might watch yeah. a movie, you know, just grub down on some food, just relax. And I'm like, I'm not doing nothing, you know, take care of everything on Saturday. On you Sundays know? at Azteca, there's happy hour in the bar all day. Oh. <laughs> so we do that a lot during football season because oh, you can That's... go there oh. and... Um, get like one of those big platters of food and like have a bunch of beers and stuff and it's like 40 bucks oh. to like sit there and watch the whole game and you're like this yeah I'm not upset yeah like this was <laughs> a bargain like this dude. was a fucking bargain right here yeah. dude I would totally do that even just to go hang out I mean well, if it's football we go, I'm definitely the next time we go we'll tell you it's delicious we also went to like Moctezuma's last week <gasps> do you did you have the grapefruit margarita no I had, oh. I had some beers mm. Some beers and some. You drop the ball because they make the best margaritas. chorizo and shrimp tacos, bro. Where and then they make like the queso dip in the in the bowl in the fire bowl. Oh, I burned yeah. the fuck out of oh, myself. Gosh. Yeah. Oh good god, dude! Mm-hmm. You got to stop talking about food right now. <laughs> Moctezuma's is the place to be, dude. <laughs> I so really want to go there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't so even think about Sports. dinner now. Yes. I'm like, so I'm it was Mariners food. opening day, Colin. That was on That's Thursday. Right. The Mariners won. They're playing the Indians. Ooh, That's ooh, a thing. Ooh, ooh, I'm pretty ooh. sure this says that they're playing right now. Yeah, they so, should be. Bottom of the eighth, six to five. Ooh. There you go. Indians winning. Okay. So, oh, I got to look at March Madness, too. Because I March think that's down to the final four. Do, 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 I haven't watched do, do. shit for sports this week. Usually I watch a little bit of hockey, even though I don't follow it. I yeah, like to I watch hockey. Do you? I, I enjoy watching it. I yeah. have a really hard time with hockey. I do. Um... I do like it. I like. I love going to like physically being at the hockey game, mm-hmm. but on TV, I just I can't get into it. It's tough. Hmm, here we go. Dun, dun, dun. This is what I looked at last time too. Yeah, this is the March Madness thing. Um, last year I filled out a bracket, so I followed it because mm-hmm. I like we doing it at work. The boss will come around pick up, fucking. I think it's just five bucks, and then whoever wins in the mm-hmm. office gets it. So yeah, so we're in the final four. Loyola and Michigan, and then Villanova and Kansas. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, well. Well, that's today. Semifinals are today. Isn't Loyola Loyola? I don't know how to say Illinois. It. Um, they're like ranked thirteenth or something like eleven. That? That yeah, eleven going in, and that's unheard Crazy. of in the final four. Unheard Crazy. Of. So, yeah. dude, I'm rooting for them. Villanova Go is one. It. Kansas is one. Michigan is three, and Loyola mm-hmm. is eleven. So yeah. that's pretty. Shit's pretty wild. Yeah, that's so. Cr- that's I'm awesome. just like. That's what so was that cool last year? Was it like Seton Hall or something a couple oh, of years ago that remember. wrecked the bracket and it was amazing? They're like a 15 or 14 seed. It was so cool. Yeah. So- <laughs> Shit's wild out here, bro. Shit, I think that these guys have just been playing together for a long time. You know, yeah. I think that it's like their fourth year playing together. So everybody's just vibing it's super vibe. good and yeah. they're yeah. just at their peak right before they're getting ready to try and go to the pros, you know? So they're just yeah. in shit. And like, mm-hmm. being, That's pretty awesome. Making it to the to the final four the yeah. year before you're getting ready to try and get to the nba it's like yeah. that looks pretty good you're doing you know good. it's pretty yeah. dope so i think that's what's going on here a, a lot, lot of scouts way. probably checking starting yeah. to look at people yeah and i don't know shit about basketball so that's all speculation but i would <laughs> i would have to assume you know that yeah. right before you're trying to go into the draft same idea for fucking football you know if you win mm-hmm. a championship right before they're yeah. going to be like hey, hey you want to work that, out over here cuz right. we need one of you mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, so that happens. So the final four is happening today. Um, and then the Mariners in football, mm-hmm. because that's that's our favorite part. Numero right? uno. Yeah. Um, 
They changed the catch rule. They simplified the catch rule. They simplified right? it. Because they there's s- been all of this... It? All of this controversy around the catch rule. How you rule. actually catch a football. Um, yes. So, <laughs> because it used to be, no. before the change, it was like if you had it and then you hit the ground and it moved, right, within, like it bounces around in your chest, yeah. that's not a catch. It's all about control. Yeah. If you don't you have, have control, have ball, control. Yes, it's not a catch. But no. now it is. It's mm-hmm. that w- that is a catch. And so now there's all this shit because fucking the Steelers would have won and all the whatevers yeah. and doesn't fucking matter because the rule change happened now and yeah. this is when it takes effect. Yeah. Um, and then they also changed a tackling rule. Um, and so if you lower your head at all, right, because mm-hmm. the way you're supposed to tackle, the, they teach you from junior high, is with your head up and your shoulders down. Like mm-hmm. that's, you should always have your head up because that's, it's the best way to avoid a concussion. Yeah. So, yeah, it used to be like spearing, you know, is when you like put your head down right in somebody's fucking chest. Like that's spearing and that's, Obviously a penalty, but that's hard to like to yeah. call on people. So now, yeah. So now it's a it's a bigger deal. Um, you can't do that at all. You can face possible ejection if you mm-hmm. if you Ooh. drop your head on somebody. Yeah, that's big rules. So well, big rule people, that's how people get fucking hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's most concussions. Oh, yeah, I don't remember sure. what percentage they said, but most concussions come from that. And yeah. That's and that'll take a while to like sink into. In the days of CTE, thing, you, you know, know and when 109 out of 110 or whatever those guys had CTE, yeah. like you don't need to be Ugh. fucking around with that. Right. It's I know that like as a football fan, I love to see the big hits, but you don't need to be hurting people for that to be a thing. Like yeah, absolutely. You know, still happens. Marcus. Yeah. Look at yeah. So they changed the catch rule. I don't have that much stuff written down here, mm-hmm. just because it's there was so much shit that happened earlier. What you got? But Morgan's got something. Uh, the Hawks released, let go, traded Thomas Rawls to the Jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he he was a free agent. He was a free agent, and so we, they let him um, sign with the Jets. That was the last thing that I remember. Which I read an lost. article this morning on twenty four seven Sports or something <clears throat> like that, based out of Seattle, um, that was saying how letting him go didn't benefit the Hawks in any way because of the way the salary gaps and everything are set up and yeah. your allotment of money and whatever. So it probably would have been better to keep him. Until well, he had a bunch of running backs, and I guess the hope now is just that they'll stay healthy, you know, because Thomas Rawls has a history of being uh, injured. Yeah, like, absolutely. he'll only be around for a couple weeks and then shit goes down. So, um, I can see it, you know. They're also, also like Chris Carson, they just signed Mike mm-hmm. Davis to a one year deal. Mm-hmm. CJ Prosize is still playing in Seattle. Yeah. So, there's a couple of different guys there that are playing. Damn, I felt really. That was really good. I feel really confident about that. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so there's there's some other guys there. Like they have depth, and they're all kind of doing other shit. And uh, McClackers, fucking, what's his name? What is that guy's name? What I always I call them McClackers all season, McClackers. so now I can't even remember his, his fucking real name. Yep. But McKissick, that's McKissick, J.D. McKissick. Is, yeah. I call them McClackers all season, McClackers. so I could, yeah, I couldn't even remember his name. It makes Jordan so mad, so I think it's so funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, they also the Seahawks signed Shamar Steven, signed him mm-hmm. to one year. He's he's defensive tackle. Now that Michael Bennett's over and fucking mm-hmm. oh, Michael Bennett's a DN, but we got a new D tackle trying to build that defense up because. She's going wild, dude. Well, yeah. I mean, our whole team's basically gone. We have Earl yeah. left and Russell Roster's left. Mad and yeah. Basically, that was the core of our guys. Yeah. So. Cam's still there, but he's been talking about retiring they, for yeah. like two years. So yeah. gone, He held out a couple years gone. ago to try and get a new contract. And I was like, I'm old. No, I'm I just old, can't bro. do it. Yeah. But it'll but, be interesting. Yeah. 
And they also, their other quarterback, Trevon Boykin, they cut him because yeah. uh, there's some domestic violence uh, accusations coming out around mm-hmm. him. I didn't look too much into that. Um, but his girlfriend accused him of, of like choking her and beating her up. Yeah. Whoa. And so, mm-hmm. Yeah. So he got cut from the Hawks, mm-hmm. uh, which is, it is understandable. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. There's a lot of people, and this is something we can maybe talk about for a minute. Yeah. There's a lot of people who like talk about like Colin Kaepernick, you know, in situations like yeah. this, that like he's not in the league, but there have been other people that, you know, and one of the people they use is like John Brown. Like, he was a kicker for the Giants, you know, and they're like, and he got fined or whatever, and then he also lost his job. Like, he also doesn't play in the league anymore. Nobody, he didn't sign with anybody. You know what I'm saying? Ray Rice doesn't play in the league anymore. Greg Hardy, I don't know what the fucking deal, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? But it's, the shit is widely unaccepted in league, you know? So to try and compare it to that, like, and it's, yeah, we've talked about that a whole, like a whole slew of deals, but um, I think that there's more, and now that Trevon Boykin has gone, you know, they're talking about, well, should the Seahawks sign fucking Colin Kaepernick? Because they looked at him yeah. last year. They said that he was too good to be signed as a backup because he's Which he's he not is. terrible, you know? The yeah. team that he was at plays a huge role in the schedule or, like, in the record that he had because his team was dog shit. You Absolutely. Know? He's not terrible by any means, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's good enough certainly to be a starter on an NFL team somewhere better than... I don't know, Brandon Wheatner, any of these bullshit quarterbacks that are starting yeah. somewhere, you know? Yeah. But I think the problem is there's so much controversy that surrounds him. Nobody you know? wants and, to touch him. And there's so much. And I think that when you're playing a team sport like that, you know, it's a huge indicator to the coaches, especially this guy's acting by himself, you know? And even there's a, there's a lot of people doing that now that are kneeling and doing shit now. At the time, he was acting out by himself. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And people don't want that. If if I if I am a head coach and I'm looking for somebody to lead my team, I don't want somebody who's acting by themselves. I want somebody who's going to act and lead my team. And I feel the same way about people kneeling as a whole. That I'm not against it, but I think you should do it as a team. I think if if all 54 of you want to do it, then fucking do it. But I think if even one dude is uncomfortable with it, then you shouldn't yeah, because this sure. isn't about you. This is about the team. Yeah. You know. I also don't think that it's the time and place. I don't think that they shouldn't be able to speak but i think that if you want to use that as a platform you should do it outside of practice on a wednesday at a different venue you know what i'm saying if that's something that you want to be active in then that's when you should do it but a game is not about your personal ideas you know what i'm saying it's it's about that game that's why you're there and and if i care about what you're doing actively outside of that then i'll pay attention to that you know what I'm saying? But I don't think that that's... Mm-hmm. The game is not about one person. And when one person acts out like that, that's what it makes it about. And that's what I think. What's up? Did you want to go before I go? Because no, I have a, like, no. a little bit of a long tangent. No, go ahead. Okay, so... <laughs> I'm going to pull like a... Right now, we're kind of like a podcast team, right? Mm-hmm. We're using our platform to reach as many people as possible to make our voices heard. Yes, it's a small team. Yes, it's not a source of... I mean, it is a source of entertainment, but it's not large scale. But does that mean that because Colin Kaepernick is part of a bigger team, he can't use his platform like we're using ours? Because that's where I... Like, I don't 100% disagree with your logic or your argument. But I also think that Colin Kaepernick has very wisely used his platform that reaches the most amount of people to affect the most amount of people. 
And what I mean, why would you not do that? But why? There's so many people yeah. out because here that are. And the difference to me, like I said, is sports. This is about leadership on a team, right? Yeah. Right. And that's that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Is that I'm not speaking even from a political point of view. This is from me, who I've played football in junior high and high school. I don't want a quarterback who's acting by himself. And if I was the head and coach, I want yeah. somebody who's leading the fucking team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm saying if you can get everybody to do it, then do it. But if you've got one person who's even the backup fucking punter who's like, I don't vibe with that. You know, mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. Then nobody should be doing it because this is about the team. You know what I'm saying? And if mm-hmm. if this podcast was about all three of us having an equal say about everything all the time, then it then it wouldn't be right for one of us to use something more. You know, yeah. yeah. But in this space where I feel comfortable with Colin expressing himself and making another website and do another mm-hmm. podcast and shit. Do you? I don't yeah. care. You know what I'm saying? But this is and like that's why the Colin Kaepernick thing for me frustrates me because it shouldn't go past sports. Right. Because that's what this is about. For yeah. for all those people who have that team, even if the owners are racist or what the fuck ever, the head coaches are saying, I don't want him. Mm-hmm. I don't want him here because he's causing too much of a problem. Yeah. For anybody to think that that is that's just racist, you know. On mm-hmm. some scale, for a small amount of people, I'm sure that it is. Mm-hmm. But I even think that, I don't know. I don't think that there's some grand conspiracy within all of the leadership within the teams to not give Colin, Ka- Colin Kaepernick a job. I right. think that somebody in mm-hmm. some level of all of the team leadership management is saying, I'm not okay with it. And mm-hmm. that's why, as a whole, the management is saying, then we're not doing it. Then we're not bringing him here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I think you're right. Like it totally. And I've never really thought of it that way, you know, as breaking it down to the team and who leads your team. And I think you're right. A lot of Colin Kaepernick's voice has been just him. And yeah, he's communicated with others about the issue, but he hasn't had the backing of a team. It's about the whole team. And that's why... And I think that's a good way to put it. That's why I think it's totally fine for him to use his platform. At the time, he was the 49ers quarterback. He mm-hmm. had he'd gone to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? It's fine for him to go to another venue on another day and say, I'm Colin Kaepernick. I went to the Super Bowl. I'm fucking killing it. This is what I believe in. Yeah. I not have a problem at all with him using that as the platform. Mm-hmm. The game is where I don't think it's the time or place. I got The you. game is not yeah. the platform because that's where it's about the people. Right. By all means, use your fame to do shit because that's how people do shit. Mm-hmm. Use your weight. But not a game time. Yeah. Not a practice because not, it's no. about the fucking team there. The team. And it's yeah. the same as shitty as it might be. That's when you're getting paid. And if yeah. your boss is telling you to fuck off, you fuck off. Right. And you don't say shit. Yeah. He can't tell you what you can do after you go home and you take your pads off and you do your shit mm-hmm. because nobody can can censor you. Yeah. But at game time, when when your contract is being partially sent, being partially subsidized by the government, if your boss tells you to shut the fuck up, you better shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because when I go to work, I can't say whatever the fuck ever, whatever the fuck I want. And maybe right. people think that's so wildly different, but it shouldn't be. Oh, if that's the yeah. argument that everybody's making, then it should be equal. Then it's the same goddamn thing. And mm-hmm. my job, even at the call center, you know, when I'm watching him at the Super Bowl, is not any different than him being there. If his boss yeah. tells him to shut the fuck up, he shuts the fuck up, he puts his helmet on, and he throws the goddamn ball. Yeah. And maybe that sucks. Don't sign with that team. Right. Go yeah. sign with another team. Go get, go make millions of dollars somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because Absolutely. after your rookie contract, if you've done some shit, you have some type of saying where you go. Right. You know? Yeah. 
If that's yeah. and I don't buy the racist thing because how much of the league is is black? You know, if it's that big of a deal, if it's so wildly racist, then why are you all still here taking money? Yeah. Or why? Yeah. Because you do you honestly think that and this is maybe this is a number I'm making up, but if 70% of the NFL is black, do you really think if you all stood up and said fuck you that they would say, "Okay, We'll yeah. play with only white players then. <laughs> right. We'll find a 70% other white dudes to play football. Right. No. That's fucking ignorant. Yeah. That shit doesn't fly with me, man. It's This is nothing more about sports. And for it to be politicized so much yeah. is, is, is wild, man. Yeah. When it starts on the field, that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's about the fucking field. Yeah. Welcome to politics sports, Colin. You yeah. fucking salt to the streets. It's how we do shit here. God damn it, I didn't think we were doing this today. That was awesome. Shit, I me mean, hype though. <laughs> but that's pretty much it. The Rams signed Ndamukong Su. We talked about him. Word. He came from the Dolphins. He's like the number one D tackle like in the goddamn game right now. He also yeah. has a huge attitude. He yes, went to a bunch of different places because he wanted a bunch of money. Motherfucker signed a one-year $14 million contract. Yeah. Ooh. He's going out there Paper. excuse me, to prove himself to try and get a bigger contract so he can play for a couple more years and get out and really be making stacks. And if Jeez. he can go... So now it's him and Aaron Donald, right, on the on the defensive line for the Rams. They also signed Marcus Peters at corner, and then they also have a keep to leave on the other side. This defense was nasty last year. It's going to be nasty this year, bro. Yeah. Them and the Texans who just signed Tyron Matthew, we talked about that last week. Dog. Done. <laughs> the fucking Eagles with Bennett now, as long as he's out of jail by the time the season comes around. <laughs> Shit's yeah. shit's wild out here. Shit's <laughs> nasty with the defenses, man. Ryan Shazier's gonna be back, maybe. Shit's crazy out here. Shit's crazy. Awesome. I can't Seattle wait. D. <laughs> yes, the yeah. Seattle defense is not gonna be in that top list like it was last year. We're not gonna be hanging. But those three but, for sure oh, are yeah. gonna be up there. Yeah. But I think that that's it. The Raiders released Marquette King, their punter, who's like the number one punter in the number league. I don't know what that shit's about. Yeah. He's a fucking monster. They released him. That's I'm sure crazy. he'll get picked up by the time that I see you next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Did you listen to any music this week? Because that's all I got for sports. Not really. No? No. Morgan, did you listen to any music this week? Um, Power 93.3, but... Listen to the radio. <laughs> I listened to those what guys that, that I was telling you about. Um, I'm sorry. Were you no, still? you're good. I didn't mean to... No. Talk about your guys. Uh, upper left. Those guys that I went to high school with. Yeah, the rap Mm -hmm. group. I started listening to them this week. They're pretty good. I told you last week. Support the community. Get support from the community. Yeah. So, um, but that's it. That's all, that's all I, that's all I listened to this week. Pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Next quiet week. I did, I did finish an audio book this week, but. What was it? Started a third one. It's a, a sci-fi novel, a sci-fi novel. It's kind of about, uh, like, Basically, the Earth gets dragged into, like, this giant intergalactic, like, war. This giant, basically, giant world war, but on a space scale. But super nerdy. I love it. But it's pretty good. I'm, like, on the third third book now. How many books are there? <coughs> I, don't, I don't know, actually. I think there's, like, four or five, maybe. Yeah. But it's fun. It's, it's not like any... It's not going to win any awards, but... But it's it was awesome pretty all right. in my book. <laughs> you know. You didn't hate it? No, definitely not. I said that to the chiropractor at at my work one time. Like he, I don't remember what he said to me. <laughs> and you know how weird yeah. he is, right? And um I don't he's super strange. Super, super strange. I don't do chiropractors. Um, and 
I said to him, I said, yeah, no, I don't hate that. And he fucking laughed so hard. And he was like, that's hilarious. He's like, I just think that's so goddamn funny. And said all these different variations. You know, that's that's incredibly average. And that, like, all this stuff. And the next time that I saw him, he, he said, are you ready for this week's segment of I don't hate it? And I was like... <laughs> Yeah, dude. And you know, like, you know how he is, dude. Like, it was hilarious, bro. It was absolutely hilarious. Oh. I say that a lot. And that's why I was like, I say it all the time. I didn't think that was that weird. Like, I don't hate it. You know, I don't love it, but I don't hate that. And, like, that's pretty funny. So. so Yeah, it was was good, bro. Good lord. So. Oh, that's so funny. Is that it? Is that all we got? Yeah, I don't think I watched any, uh, I didn't watch any movies other than Goldeneye, which I think we already talked about. Word. But other than that, nah, man. All right. Chill week. I'm going to watch a movie either tonight or tomorrow, though. Might I try really, to go see uh, Ready Player One. I really want to try and see Black Panther this week. Oh, word. I still oh, haven't seen it. it. Have you seen oh, it? Oh, you really guys. Good. Oh. I've heard it so good. Really want to it's see it this that, week. Man. I've been, I'm all about it. I know. I've been putting it off for yeah. a long time. I really want to see it's, it this week. Word. I'm, I can't even tell you about it because it's that good, and I want you to just soak it in. Yeah. Because I'm just not even going to talk about it because that's how wonderful it is. Yeah. A part of me just wants to be like, I really want to go out and see a movie, but at the same time, I just want to be like, I just want to go home. Yeah. I just want to like take my shoes off, kick yeah. back in the recliner, and just chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's definitely something I want to do. I have to come up with a new movie to watch, though. Maybe we should, uh, should yeah. watch Tusk, bro. Tusk? Yeah. I said I want to relax, not have an anxiety <laughs> attack. <laughs> I'll tell you about uh, that later. Great. Yeah. That's a whole other story. Yeah. Right. Word, man. Is that it? I think that's it. This is what, episode number seven? Seven. Yeah. Without so, further ado. For sure, man. Yeah. Don't forget to get out there. Give us a review, man. Yeah. Greatly oh, appreciate it. And I wanted to do this thing. Uh, so, yeah, without further ado, um, I did notice that the kidnapping had rubbed him the wrong way. <laughs>